not ready for prime time, as they say. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime. Prime time. It's XL Prime Time, featuring Joe C. I'm having nightmares right now. Matt Hayes. Their D's gonna be really good. Mia O'Brien. One of those bugs just flew in my head. Yeah, and Leon Searcy. Somebody has to go on the crowd. What a day. When we walk in, we are ready to get you going in the second half of the day. But the first half of this particular day should already have you amped up. The J-Fund Radiothon, it is our annual tradition, and it's a, a, a pleasure, uh, if that's the right word, to be able to uh, help tell the story to all of Duval, to the entire First Coast, to everyone who listens online, uh, what Tom Coughlin and his family and all the volunteers have done for countless years. And as we open it up, I always say he was a great coach, a Hall of Fame worthy coach, but he's a Hall of Famer in life when it comes to what he does every single year. So we're going to try and follow what the drill has done, what Jaguars today has done. We will be having guests come in and, and, and tell their story about how they have been affected children diagnosed with cancer and how the J fund has helped the families. And Leon, I always like to, you know, uh, lead off with, you know, you know, the head coach, you Mm -hmm. played for him, but you also know the man. uh, And we hope for the next three hours, we'll be able to tell that story and get some people to, to help and and donate. Well, listen, we all understand the criteria of being in the ring of honor. It has a lot to do with your greatness on the field as, as a, as a player, as a coach or whatever. But uh, Tom Coughlin exceeds that. All right, because his greatness goes far beyond just football. It goes beyond. It goes into the community. It spills over in the community. And I can remember the one thing about Tom when I was playing uh, is that he encouraged us. Like on our days off, he said, "Hey, listen, you guys got time? You know, there's some kids, kids in hospitals would yeah. love to come. Would love to see y'all." And you know, it, it, it was it was it was an annual thing where he would mention it. He didn't make it a requirement. Well, you just say, hey, listen, on your Tuesday, there's people that are less fortunate than you. You know what? If you go by them and you see them in a the hospital, you can put a smile on the kid's face. Mm-hmm. And that, that, I, I, listen, I'm 53 years old now, 53 years old, mm-hmm. and back then I, I remember how much that touched my heart that mm-hmm. Tom would come out and say stuff like that. And I made a concerted effort while I was playing to make sure I did that on a consistent basis. So, I mean, yeah, that's just the type of man that he was. I mean, not, he, he, you can say what you want to say about him on the field as a coach. But as a person and a, and a compassionate person that he is, I mean, it, it just shows what, what he's doing here now with the J Fund. And he lives it uh, daily. His family lives it, and all the volunteers live it. So we're going to encourage you. We're going to tell you everything we can uh, as far as how you can donate. Make it as easy as possible. We will have uh, visitors coming through. But let's lead off. Like we said, the first half of the day is already gone. The second half of the day is still in front of you. Uh, you can make it a great day. Uh, listen to this, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, from Tommy Champion. He comes in today's total right now. Uh, and why don't you all read it out loud all at once? $155,166. Yeah, yeah, let me put some soul That's on a that. round of applause. That's 155. Okay, <laughs> 155. So, 166. That's incredible. For context, folks, for context, folks, we raised 249000 last year. We have the goal set at two hundred. I believe, actually, I know we will smash that two hundred thousand dollar goal well before XL Prime Time is over, and I know we will top that two hundred and forty nine thousand. I'm thinking number. we're going to a quarter mm. mil. 
I'm thinking we're going to a quarter mil. All right, so let's set it up as far as the easiest and the number of ways that they can do it. And what we're asking for is anything that you can provide to the J Fund, you help. They will take everything they can, and, and they use every bit of that money to make sure it goes. We're talking very, very mm-hmm. small administrative costs, and they're looking for, if you can pledge, uh, at least $100. doesn't have to be that amount, but if you can, be, and the reason the, the number is significant is, is that because- 100 children in Northeast Florida are diagnosed with childhood cancer each year. Um, that number obviously up from 96 a season ago. Um, the last time we came to you with the JFUN Radiothon, so – um, you know, obviously in support. It's not a number that we're excited to share, but obviously in honor of those hundred or so children. Uh, it's a number that we encourage and appreciate anybody who is able to give that amount in honor of those hundred children, which good news, mm-hmm. uh, the website back up and running. I know this morning the J Fund website had a couple of snafus. It is back up and running, so you can check out on their website. Uh, let me pull it up for you as well as, here we go, so TCJ yeah, you can, Fund. You can so text... It, Text the word GOAL right. to 243-725, and all you got to do is call JJ if you, if you need to know it, the word GOAL, G-O-A-L, to 243-725, or you can call 904-207-7070, not the pop-off line, 207-7070, and then the website? Yep, tcjfund.org slash radiothon. If you do the slash radiothon, that link is back up live now, so you can give your gift right there. Or if you just go to tcjfund.org, you can click the Give tab, and you can give there. But obviously, we want you to give in honor of Radiothon and in mm-hmm. honor of XL Primetime yeah, during exactly. this 12 to 3 time slot. And look, we always employ our Nooners, and we know we have Nooner Nation uh, proud uh, and participating all the time. And they do it in a variety of ways, and we love it. Uh, and if you can uh, participate, uh, you'll be proud uh, if you can help uh, the J Fund. So remember, all you got to do is call JJ. He's got all the numbers, the website, anything that you need. Uh, but we will constantly remind you of those. Uh, Matt, when we think of, of Tom Coughlin, and, and I, you know, I look to you because it's an inspiring story. And look, we, we all have them. We've been faced with challenges in our families that we never, ever, ever thought would come our way. Uh, and, and you had one. And Tom Coughlin was there. Yeah, yeah. He I, he hadn't started uh, J Fund yet. My daughter was three uh, and she was diagnosed with leukemia. But he was like, as soon as he heard, he's like, you know, he reached out to me and was like, look, anything I can do, you let me know and whatever, just let me know. But he, I, I, that's that's number one, the kind of person he is, and number two, I, I think if you're out there driving around and you're listening to us talk about the J Fund and how important it is to this community and how important it is to these kids that are battling life-threatening illnesses, it's also very important to the families who mm-hmm. are also battling with them. And, yeah. and I don't think that can be lost. And I don't want to minimize what the kids are going through because what they go through are unreal. But the fortunate part about being young and having a disease like that is they don't, it's almost like they don't know anybody. My, bar, my daughter didn't know anybody. It was just yeah. I'm going to the hospital and I'm coming back. The, the trauma was really with the family and the mm-hmm. mother and the father and the siblings so it's a it's a problem, a devastating problem that affects everyone, not just the child involved. And I think that's what Tom realized. That's why he started the J Fund because it's a global thing instead of just a ground zero type thing. So we are going to hopefully walk right along with you throughout the afternoon. You hope uh, when you hear the stories that if you can, you'll be moved, and if you can donate, by all means, do it. Uh, we were going to start with guests, including Kelly Coughlin, who also lives this. 
uh, on a daily basis because she runs this operation, and there's so many other ones that do it as well. So we're going to get ready to say hello to her and Dr. Michael Joyce. Uh, but real quick on that, J.J., if you don't mind, before we get rolling here with XL Primetime. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. We've actually got a double dose of that coming at you in this 12 o'clock hour that we know of, at least. Maybe some more breaking news. But for certain, we want to start on a positive note. So let's begin with your Jacksonville Jaguars as Josh Allen has been named AFC Defensive Player of the Week for the third time in his career. Two and a half sacks when it mattered most. Double-digit pressures, obviously, continues to perform in a contract year. Yeah, he's playing his tail off, which is what they need. Defense is coming up big just as much as the offense. All right, so we will keep it rolling. Uh, I'll say thanks to the 859. By the way, if any of you make a donation, uh, text us and let us know. If we can keep up with them, we'll throw some mentions out. Uh, We'd love your first name. That way we can at least – and where you're at, just so we can give you a little love. But the 859 just made my donation – uh, and thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'd like to start it out because I know Leon will have a little giveaway later, but I'd like to start it out, and I do this every year, and I hope that you'll jump in with me. But I will make my $250 pledge right now, and if you can donate $250 or more, uh, then you go into the drawing, and I'll make sure that I take somebody out for a foursome of golf at the Golf Club of Southampton, treating you to everything, having a big time, uh, and I like to do it at least twice during this show. So if you can, let's get – 10 of you uh, at $250 or more, all you got to do is call 207-7070 and let's get that first drawing going where I can take you out. You know, it's all on Joe C and I will make sure that you have a great time. Uh, We would love for you to do that and then I'll probably do it again a little bit later and Big Surs has one as well. So let's get it going. It is the J-Fund Radiothon XL Primetime right now with the noon takeover and hopefully you guys will be able to help and contribute as much as possible. I'm looking at those that have already made donations on the text line. Uh, DJ Dell, as we like to call him, has just made his donation. So thank you very much. All of you that are making donations, we appreciate it. I tried to put it out there. If you can get to that $250 level, the first 10 will go into a drawing. I'm taking you out to golf at the Golf Club of Southampton. I'm picking up everything. I like to draw a winner every year and at least one winner. I'll just clue you in on that. So if we can get to 10, then we'll start another one. But if we can get $250 donations, then I am taking you out for a foursome of golf at the Golf Club of Southampton. So we have our very first special guest, and it's Kelly Coughlin. She is a recognizable face. She and, and figure when it comes to the J Fund. Welcome in, Kelly. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having us. This is uh, a great we, day. It really is a great day, isn't it? Yep. Uh, I think us as a radio station gets excited uh, for it, and I think the actual community gets excited. I know all of you down there are all charged up and fired up. We are. It's fantastic to see everybody, all your listeners rally around supporting the local families of a child with cancer. It's really terrific. Let's uh, get to the personal story, too, and let's introduce uh, Dr. Joyce as well, because obviously he's a guy that, Matt, you've known for, what we just said, 29 years now? Yeah, hero. Dr. Michael Joyce, a hero. He is the, you know, it was, it was, he was not only the doctor, there were many doctors there. Uh, Dr. Joyce is clearly the guy. Uh, Megan's nurse, Heidi, who's no longer with us, was also phenomenal. They're just great people there uh, at Nemours, and and it's Again, I said this, and I know, Dr. Joyce, you can speak to this as well. It's not just the child that's impacted. It's the entire family, and it's so much of a global issue. And I know Tom sees this, and that's why he started the J-Fund. It's so much more than just the child who they're just into it, and they're dealing with it, and they're moving forward, where the family is just so impacted by it. 
Yeah, I agree, Matt. It uh, it's, it really affects everyone in the family, uh, all multiple generations, siblings, uh, parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles. Uh, as you know from your own personal experience, uh, uh, the therapy is much better today, but it's very expensive and it impacts families. Uh, many families uh, who have two wage earners, one wage earner either has to leave their job or cut down their hours significantly, be able to bring their children for the therapy. And for some diagnosis, there's extended hospital stays for the therapy, and uh, it impacts the families financially and emotionally in many, many ways. Dr. Joyce is also the medical director for the TCJ Fund, and we just mentioned in the opening segment, Kelly and Dr. Joyce, that the number has actually increased in the number of children in the Northeast Florida area that are diagnosed with childhood cancer to 100 on the medical side of things, though, Dr. Joyce, if you could elaborate just how far we've come since the inception of the J Fund to where we are now in treating so many of these childhood cancers. So, so I've been fortunate. I've been here at uh, Nemours and Wolfson for 33 years, and when we, I first came, we were curing about 60 to 70% of childhood uh, acute lymphocytic leukemia, which is the most common leukemia. Now we're curing 90% or more. Uh, for AML, we used to cure about 30 now we're curing 60%. Brain tumors, we're curing 75%. For all of childhood cancer, we're curing over 80%. Uh, not only the chemotherapy regimen, but now we're doing immunotherapy with tar- and also have targeted therapies. Uh, the best example, although it's a fairly rare disease in children, we do see it, chronic myelogenous leukemia. When, uh, when I entered oncology 30-plus years ago, Every patient, adult or child, who had chronic myelogenous leukemia had to have a bone marrow transplant for cure. Some smart people invented a drug called the Gleevec, which you they take every day and completely eradicates their leukemia uh, and over 90% cure rate. So, uh, And now we have CAR T-cell, chimeric antigen receptor therapy for targeting leukemias and lymphomas, and they're trying to develop those for brain tumors. So there's a whole bunch of um, research going on. Uh, therapy is expe- getting more expensive, but the cure rates are higher. We're talking with Dr. Michael Joyce. He is the Division Chief of Pediatric uh, Hematology and Oncology at Nemours. And, of course, Kelly Coughlin, who heads up the J-Fund. And, Kelly, when you think of you know, this marriage, and it's not uh, necessarily reserved to any one hospital, but they're, you know, when we're talking about pediatric care, that is you know, top of the line. Right. Uh, how has the relationship worked and, 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 and made as soon as families find out that they are diagnosed with this, that they have somebody to go to? Yeah, you know, I can't imagine what it's like for the patients and their families when they hear that word cancer. Um, it's devastating, and, and they drop everything, and the only thing that matters is, is you know, trying to get their child well. And, you know, the people like Dr. Joyce and the pediatric oncology team at Nemours and at Wilson's Children's, um, they have the hard work of trying to figure out how to cure these kids, um, and the J funds, we're in the cheap seats, really, but it's an honor to be there for, for patients and families and to um, be able to listen to their needs and to step in at a time that they're in major crisis. I mean, most of us will never go through a crisis like that. No. Um, and so to be able to be there and to have them share with us what they go through and to step in and hopefully make some of their burdens a little bit lighter is, um, is an honor, really. Well, and that's the saying, be there and, and help as much as you can. And I, I love the phrasing, the cheap seats. And, 
And, and it does actually what Dr. Joyce had said earlier, everything is very expensive and it's just a tough, tough challenge. And so you're helping as much as you can. So let's just use that cheap seats uh, because mm-hmm. of the stuff that you try and help explain. That. Right. So the J fund steps in and, and the most common way that we help families is by providing them support with their household expenses. So we pay rent, we pay mortgage, we pay utility bills, phone bills, um, their transportation costs, um, because we recognize, like Dr. Joyce pointed out, that almost always a parent has to stop working, at least for a period of time. And so when that happens, their income's going down at the same time that their expenses are going up. Yeah. And it's important also for them to be able to, to not worry. They have a, enough worries at that time. They shouldn't have to worry about whether you know the lights are going to be on when they get home that mm-hmm. day. So that's the most frequent way that we help families. And over the years, thanks to Dr. Joyce and many of the staff at Nemours and Wolfson's, we have been made aware of where there's other gaps in services. And thanks to the generosity of so many in the general public, um, we've been able to go out and figure out ways to address some of those gaps and broaden the scope of services that we provide. Kelly, it's also very difficult for people to reach out and ask for help. So how do you, how do you guys go about that? Like, do you have people there at the at the clinic and at the hospital that say, "Look, I think these this family may need help," and then you assess that way? How does that work? Yeah, every single child when when they're initially diagnosed um, gets introduced to uh, a social worker, and the social workers really are um, a great blessing to the families, but also to the J Fund because they're the conduits through which we can offer our services. So they're presented with, you know, here this is what's happening. This is what you can expect from a medical standpoint, but also here are um, some of the support services that are available to you through the hospital or through the community. And so one of the things that I think has really set the J Fund apart from maybe other organizations that al- have allowed us to grow is that we work so closely with the medical team. And it's been, um, it's been amazing for them to sort of open up and look at us as a partner in the work. So we, um, you know, we, we listen to what the needs are. Um, immediately, uh, families know that the J Fund's there, and when they're ready for help, you know, many families are very proud, and um, they want to wait. They think they can do it by themselves. Their community, their church, their neighbors come right. together, but um, often that can't sustain them because these this treatment goes on and on, and, yeah. you know, Dr. Joyce is sharing all these great numbers about success, but we're also seeing that, um, you know, there's there's effects that happen when a child gets treated with chemotherapy or radiation or um, these other, you know, very difficult drugs that as time goes on, they're still growing, their brain's developing, they're, you know, and so they're, we're seeing that they need support even beyond their cure for cancer. There are some effects that um, require special support. So let's bring this conversation full circle then. Dr. Joyce, 29 years ago when Matt and his family first met with you, when Coach Coughlin first came here to Jacksonville in 1994, and like you said, you've been at Nemours now 30-plus years in, in the oncology unit. What if I had told you then that this fully-fledged J-Fund would be here to support your team and support those families battling childhood cancer in Jacksonville? I would have never imagined how successful the J-Fund has been and what an impact they've had on our patients and families uh, and what a tremendous difference they've made. This, the, the mission is the J-Fund is from Tom. Tom came here. I got a phone call, asked to come to a meeting. They wouldn't tell me who it was. And he said uh, he saw personally what Jay McGillis went through. He had leukemia. He had to have a bone marrow transplant. Unfortunately, he relapsed after his transplant and died. 
but he helped raise money for Jay's family. They're just a typical middle-class family and, and the out-of-pocket expenses. And he told me this is his personal mission. He wants to help children and families affected by leukemia and childhood cancer. And that's been the mission of the J Fund. So that you know that anybody donating today, thank you, but you know that your dollars are going directly to the families. They're helping with rent payments, as Kelly said, gas money, food cards. Uh, uh, they even have a – now, last, was it last year you started the automobile helping re- families because automobile expenses, you know, right. families, our payment. they're putting a lot more mileage on their car because tra- some, some of our pa- patients drive two or three hours to get to the clinic one way. So this the, the J Fund, we couldn't give the care we give today without the support. It's really been a help. And um, the, and I think the testimony of the patients and the families speak for themselves. And one of the really fantastic things the J Fund does too is every year they have a bereavement weekend for children who may not have made it. Even though our cure rates are higher, unfortunately we don't cure everybody. But it's showing that we care. I think if you want to help a family with leukemia or childhood cancer, donate to the J Fund is. Letting those family know you care. They're not in it alone. There's things that people are going to reach out and do that I don't know of any other center that does what the J Fund does for our families. So it is a real blessing to have uh, Kelly and Tom uh, have started this and how successful and all the tremendous donors, board members we've had over the year have just been fully committed and dedicated to this mission, and we will continue to do so. Uh, well said. It really is. Uh, Dr. Joyce, thank you uh, for everything that you have done and continue to do. Uh, and Kelly, thank you for sure, uh, because you guys tell the story and, and help us understand it. Uh, I never knew the year. story, by the way, of uh, yeah. the call to you that, yeah. that he wouldn't say who he was. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a Dr. Gross from the Jaguar. I actually thought it was a Dr. Gross I knew uh, in town. Um, but and, and they said, can you come to a meeting? And I said, sure. Yeah, but, <laughs> Little but, did you know, TC's sitting there. Yeah, <laughs> and, and look, he probably is quiet that way in terms of what he's done. All right, so 207-7070, uh, or you can text the word GOAL, 243-725. We want to do as many as we can in the noon hour. I've offered up $250. If you can go above that, then we'll get uh, you know a bunch of people in with a chance to go out and play golf, but you can give anything you possibly can. So one more message, uh, Kelly, if you would, before um, we take a break. Yeah, I just, you know, thank the listeners for the generosity and, and, um, you know, ask them to dig deep and to support our cause. And and especially to thank Dr. Joyce, really, he's very modest, but um, for what he's done to serve patients and families in the Jacksonville area for 33 years. And I'll tell you, nobody cares more than this guy. So that's great to hear. It really is. Thank you very much, doctor. Thank you. We'll keep it going. Our J Fund Radiothon just beginning in this noon hour. And we want to just start to crush these records. 155, 166 has already been raised up until 12 o'clock. Right. So that's before we came on the air. Yeah. The drill uh, raised, I believe it was $123,000 just this morning alone. You nooners out there. Yeah. Come on. There's yeah. a trophy on the line, too. And Nooner Nation, I know you take a lot of pride in XL Primetime. Imagine if everybody out there listening to this, I mean, just 20 bucks. Yeah. A- anything Seriously. you can. Anything you can. Yeah. But if everybody out there just said, you know, what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to help these, I'm going to help these kids, I'm going to help these families, and believe me, this is the key to everything. It, 
what you guys do with your donations, it allows families to breathe. I say that every year, and it's so underrated. It just allows you to breathe a little bit. It, it's a great way to put it. I thought about it driving into work this morning. I thought about stopping for a coffee and said, mm, no, I know I'll be making my, my donation to the J Fund today. So do skip it the any, coffee. Yeah. You say, mm, I'm going to put this towards helping another family that it's not just coffee they're looking for. It's a mortgage payment, a car payment, bigger bigger issues at hand. 243-725. You can text the word GOAL to that number or call 904 207 Seventy, seventy. Honestly, the ways to give, it's never been easier. So if you can do it, do it. Now, you may wonder who Jay McGillis is. Pete Mitchell was his teammate. We'll say hello to him coming up on XL Primetime. Let's ring up another guest on the All-Pro Roofing phone line. Well, we've got a guy that, you know, whenever we start the noon hour with the J-Fun Radiothon, we always want uh, to assume that a lot of people out there, all of Duval and beyond, know exactly who the J fund is about and, and, and where the J fund name came from. But we realize we got so many new listeners that are always coming into our 1010 XL family that may not know. So let's welcome in Pete Mitchell, who was a teammate of Jay McGillis at Boston college and certainly can tell the story. Pete, welcome in. How are you, bud? Hey Joe, I'm doing good, man. How about you? Uh, we're doing great. You know, it's an inspiring type of day. It really is, man. And uh, even though you do have people, families, real life situations where children are diagnosed with cancer, uh, they have to deal with it. We're just hoping that we can offer support and help. And so I, I always appreciate it. You as a former Jag and a former Boston College Eagle, a teammate of Jay McGillis, just give us a sense. Uh, just tell the story, if you can, Pete, about first finding out that Jay was diagnosed and then just kind of take it from there. Yeah, well, I, I, tell you, I, I remember like, you know, like, it was, uh, like it was yesterday when, when we were told in November of that year that Jay, you know, he was kind of was sick after one of the games. And then I think maybe it was a, a couple of weeks after that, we got word that, you know, it was leukemia and it was just devastating. Um, and, and Jay was, Jay was the kind of kid and, and you probably people hear it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. And you just, you know, but I mean, Jay was the real deal. He, he was a year ahead of me at DC. I came in from Michigan. I didn't know anybody. Uh, Jay took me under his wing and kind of was like my, my sort of mentor uh, for a year or so. Um, you know, before he, before he came down with, with, with cancer. Um, but just, he would do anything for anybody on the team, the, the consummate teammate. Um, and, and then, you know, I remember again, I, you know, back home in Michigan in, in July when, when my mom came up and woke me up and told me that, that he passed. And it was, it was awful. It happened so quick. Uh, and, and so, you know, what, what coach has done with, with the J fun has been, it's been amazing. And, and, and our, one of our teammates, Mike Panos, uh, was kind of the first one at the time when it all happened and said, listen, we got to help the McGill's family out. And he, he went to coach and they, the first thing we ever did was a, a liftathon and, and tried to raise as much money as we could for the McGill's family to help them get through. And which I think obviously is kind of what, what Tom remembers and why he, he started the J fund foundation and, and kind of to help other families like the McGill's family. So, you know, it's, it's funny, you know, Joe, I, I just, I'm in D.C., Washington, D.C., and, and mm-hmm. I, I met a, a lunch uh, meeting today, but I check into my hotel room, and, and, I, and they put me in, in room 831, and Jay's number was 31, so it's just uh, amazing how many times it happens to me that he's, he's still up there looking over, you know, us, all, our, all the guys that knew and played with him. Um, it's just, you know, sends chills down my, my neck when, when things like that happen. It seems like it happens all the time. Every time I go to a golf course, I feel like I get cart 31. Wow. Um, so it's like Jay's always with us. You know, P. I mean, I, I don't think uh, a lot of the, the listeners right now don't understand that how emotionally, 
Ty, how emotionally Ty we are to teammates. I mean, we motivate each other. We inspire each other. We spend the majority of our time with each other in the film room, in the weight room, on the field, and all that kind of stuff. And then when you find out something that happens to one of your teammates that's so devastating, I mean, at that particular time, how handcuffed did, cuffed did you feel as a player, knowing that nothing you could really do anything about it except to show your your love and admiration for him? Yeah, and I mean, it kind of like, especially, it, you know, I don't know, I think I was probably 19 at the time. It kind of kind of smacks you in the face of what kind of real life is like. I, I was the first time in my life that, you know, I had somebody that close to me or somebody my age that, that came down with something like, you know, something like cancer and didn't make it, you know. You know, my, my dad had multiple sclerosis from the day I was born, but, you know, I, I just kind of grew up with it. It didn't, it didn't really phase me, but, like, when you have a, a, a buddy like that, um, that, 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 that comes down with something like that, and it's, it, it's really hard. And, and, and at that age, you know, you're trying to figure it out and, and wonder what's going on. And, um, but, you know, as time passes, you just realize that, you know, you try to cherish the, the, the few days that you had with Jay and, and, and then, you know, kind of what Tom has done and, you know, it's something that I love being part of and, and being part of the Jay Fun golf outing and do whatever I can with, with Kelly and, and the foundation to help, uh, to help raise awareness and funds to help these families in, in Jacksonville and New York. Pete, have you seen anyone in the McGill's family over the years? And, and if you have, what was that like, the interaction? Oh, yeah, it's, it's great. We, we, we've stayed in touch. Uh, we've kind of, uh, we kind of made a, a, uh, a sort of a year-over-year hack that after the, uh, after the, 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 the Sunday night party, uh, I always drive the whole McGill's family back to the Inn and Club uh, where they stay every year. So, um, you know, Kathy, Jay's brother, or excuse me, Jay's sister, and I and a lot of the BC guys have stayed in touch, um, and, and they are they're always back every year. Many of them that can make it back come back to the golf outing, so we spend time together. And um, you know, and they're they're real thankful of obviously what coach has done to, to kind of keep Jay's legacy alive. And you know, I think you know I've heard coach say this that he's you know listen the Super Bowls were great and what he did in Jacksonville was great, but like he wants his legacy to be the Jay Fund and, and what what the fund does for families, uh, you know, in, in Jacksonville and up in New York. Yeah, it, 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 it's so important. We're talking with Pete Mitchell. Uh, he's a guy that you cheered loudly for in a Jaguars uniform, and he was a, uh, a teammate of Jay McGillis up at Boston College when TC was up there. And when Tommy Mack was up there, we always try and get Peter Tommy to, to, to be able to give us a sense of, of who the man was, who the individual was. And, Pete, you know, we always say that, that TC was a great coach, a, a Hall of Famer in my opinion, but a Hall of Fame human being for what he's been able to to champion as a cause for it's been decades now. It, it is. Yeah. And I mean, I think he, he's, he's such a special person and, you know, it's, it's funny. You, you, you talk, people always ask you, you know, what's Tom like, what do you like to play for? And it's like, you, it's kind of too, you start with, well, when I played for him as a, you know, 19 year old kid and he basically knew where we were 24 hours a day at Boston college. It was, it was not fun, but he, he made life very, <laughs> very hard. Uh, but you know, we won and, and, and he's obviously an amazing coach. Um, and then I think it was, you know, into the, when he started the Jake phone, that's when, you know, and, and coach, I, I think admits that like, he didn't, he didn't want to show people, you know, he wanted to keep all this kind of as quiet as he could. Um, and then, and then I think in New York, uh, it, it sort of, you know, turned and, and I think people really saw what, you know, what a great man he is behind the scenes. Um, and he, you know, he wanted at that time to be known as a football coach. And I think now he wants to be known as kind of, uh, it's philanthropy and what he's done with the Jake fund. And, uh, he's just, he really is. I mean, I, I joke all the time. Like I, I love when I see him now, I love having a glass of wine with him and 
you know, if you would ask me that when I was 20 years old, if you see out of like, uh, that, that, that wouldn't have been top of mind for me. Now, Pete, you know, uh, as much as we know, you know, TC's going in the ring all and we understand the criteria of going in the ring all all the greatness on the field and all the accolades that goes around being a, a great coach or a great player. But, you know, Tom Conville, I can remember in the days when we were with the Jaguars, I know he we, we had those team meetings on our days off. He would inspire, he would, he would tell us to, you know, go to the to local hospitals and, and, and talk to the kids and you bring a smile to their face. So, I mean, this was the type of person that he was, although he was, you know, anything short of, of you know, getting after you or, I mean, a tyrant on the football field as far as players go. I mean, it was a teddy bear when he when it came to the community and helping others. Absolutely, and I think he he, he started that real early too. He, he really wanted us as players to give back to the community, especially in Jacksonville. We were a brand new team, right? So it was, you know, about getting out there uh, and, and sort of kind of putting our stake down, saying you know we're going to be here for a long time and we want to do whatever we can to help the community. And, you know, whether it's going to, to, to hospitals, visit kids, or get involved. There a lot of guys started their own foundations. Uh, just trying to help, uh, you know, help, you know, better you know, the community in Jacksonville and, and especially kids, and, uh, whoever was in need. Uh, so, I mean, he, he preached that from you know, very early on. All right, last thing before we go. Can, if you were Evan Ingram right now and you had 50-plus <laughs> catches and you were not in the end zone as a former tight end, that's got to be driving him crazy. <laughs> it does. I, I imagine it does, man. I Oh man, I wish I wish. We, Leon, we've talked about this on the show too. I, I I'd love to have played in this era where oh. nobody can touch you. <laughs> yeah, I know, bro. You, bro you used to get mugged back in the day. Come on, I man. know. I, 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 we I used to wrestle with Levon Kirkland for my entire route. You know, oh. and nothing, nothing would come of it. But yeah, it's got to be frustrating for him. They got to get him the ball in the end zone. He's such a weapon. His size, athleticism. Uh, you know, you, you see at certain times when he's a big focal point of the offense and. And they, they, they design plays to get him the ball um, and get him in the offense early. I, I love when they do that. Uh, and I know it's, it's not, you know, it's not easy to do every week, uh, but if they, if they can just get him involved a little bit more, get him in the end zone a couple of times, um, you know, I think he can have an, an awesome, you know, uh, December and January. It would be, it'd be fantastic for the Jags. Now, uh, Pete, I want to apologize for last week, the Miami-Boston College game. I mean, I know it was the anniversary of Flutie's. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, y'all haven't beat us ever since that hair mail. I just want to let you know that. Well, you know what, Leon, when I get back to my office, I'm going to send you a little picture I have on the wall. You know, scoring on the, in the Orange Bowl back in the day. Oh, really? Uh, but that's, I think I was the only person to score in that end zone all the season. Was I was Sounds cold. about right. I'll, I'll take it. It's on my wall. I'll take a picture. Yeah, send me a picture of it, please. Species. He's been a, it's been an up and down year. I think with this whole NIL thing, and we can, we can talk about this for hours, I think uh, I'm worried about the schools like Boston College NIL. It's going to be tough to compete. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that at all. Listen, we'll catch up soon, and we'll be able to talk a little more Jaguar football with you. Pete Mitchell, a former Jag, a former Boston College Eagle standout and, and a teammate of Jay McGillis. Listen, bro, appreciate your time. Uh, safe travels, and always uh, uh, best of wishes, dude. Uh, sounds good, Joe. And listen, I, I know you guys are competing with other teams, so I'm going to put a donation in, in, in your hours so that uh, I, I can hopefully be, we can beat that morning show. Nice. Round of applause well for Pete Mitchell. Pete. Appreciate well you, man. All right. Thank you, right. buddy. Take care, guys. That's awesome. And, and you know, as, as we say that, and, you know, Pete makes a donation, uh, 904-207-7070. Uh, you can also text the word GOAL, G-O-A-L, GOAL, to 243-725-725. So I have one of them. Go ahead. So 
if you're at work yeah. and you're listening to the show, I know you, a lot of you do. You got mm-hmm. your, your earbuds in, and there's nothing wrong with that, okay? Or if you're driving around, you get a mm-hmm. chance, and you're stopping to get gas, just do a Google search for Jay McGillis, okay? Yeah. And you'll find his obituary. It's one of the first three or four things, okay? He's a, he was a boy. And we talk about the young men, you know, tough. Oh, yeah. He was a boy. Look at his face. Yeah. That's, that's what the impact of this is. That's a guy who had 70 years of his life ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Oh. And that's what all of these families are going through right now, well, all of them. Well, it was another interesting thing that Pete Mitchell said that, you know, he got to know him when he came from Michigan. And he was, you know, when, you, when you're 18 years old and you're in college, you're trying to find yourself. And right. then you befriend somebody. He's diagnosed with a disease that's incurable, and he passes away. I mean, you, as a player, you're emotionally attached to all the other players. Sure, that affects right? you. I guarantee it You get to know their families. You get to know their friends. You, you, know, you're, you spend the mass majority of your, your day and your nights with your teammates, and you come into college, and you, you get, get, get acquainted with a person and then find out you know, months later that he's diagnosed with a disease and then he passes away. I mean, just think about, I mean, think about the effect on that player they got to know him. Yep. Yep. That that that's emotional. Look, I, I, I I'm just thinking about it right now. I, I remember I had a teammate of mine when I was at Miami. He he was just a year under me. He died in a motorcycle accident. Well, you know, died in a motorcycle accident. You know, and I was like, it devastated me. I mean, I, I you know, it, 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 you have all these questions as a as a person trying to explain life, and then when you have someone close to you pass away, man, it's just like as a, as a young person, it, it hits you hard. Yeah. I, I we, we we played middle school football. And we lost one of our teammates. And mm-hmm. I still think about him every day. And there's so many other ones that you can go on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And I just tell you what, if you can do anything to help, especially when you hear the story and you understand what, what is the Jay Fund, uh, and that's why Tom wanted to name it that because Jay moved him and the rest of that team so much. And so if you can help uh, make a donation, you can do it any number of ways. And I want to say thanks to Simon, uh, who texted in, made my donation, and many others. You guys let us know uh, by name. We would love to do that. And i got to give a shout-out uh, to, to one of my Augie dogs. Uh, one of my – like, like he's listening, and he's like, I need to make a donation. I want to make a $1,000 donation. I want to do it while you are on the air because of what you guys are doing. So, Joe – Joe Tringale, I'll just go ahead and say it. Is that it right there, That's Mia? who it is, that, that awesome. $1,010 donation from Joe yeah. and Cindy Tringale. Yeah. How about yeah. the Og Dogs, huh? Yeah. The, the Og Dog. Round of applause for, for the Og. And, and listen, Joe Love Tringale it. is one of, one of great human beings, constantly giving. His wife, Cindy, definitely needs to be included in that as well. So uh, thanks to them. And anything you guys can do, uh, that's what we're asking for, uh, to do it today during XL Primetime, if you can. Uh, we love you, Nooners. So 904 904- 207-7070. You can text the word GOAL, G-O-A-L, to 243-725. You can do it any number of ways. Uh, and there are the good folks, the J-Fund volunteers, right down the hallway that will make sure that they take your call. Now, we've got plenty out there. Uh, Joe goes in that drawing because if you can go 250 or above, then would love to treat you to a day of golf at the Golf Club of Southampton. Uh, but anything you can give will be appreciated. We head into the 1 o'clock hour. We've got one of our, our dudes that's going to create a, uh, a challenge in the 1 o'clock hour. And then it's my understanding that Coach Campbell will be calling in the 2 o'clock hour oh. uh, with, uh, with what he hopes will be a good challenge. Mm-hmm. Which I think we also have a special uh, guest slash 
friend of 1010 that's going to be matching in the 2 o'clock hour as well. Yes, 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 That yes, may yes. or may not have already provided some sweets here. Yeah. My good friends at Small Cakes uh, providing cupcakes not only for the 1010 and JFund staff today, but also personal cupcakes for each of our JFund patients Very and their nice. parents that are here today. So thank you to Stacy, Brian, and the Small Cakes team, too, for thinking of the JFund. That's awesome. We will keep it rolling. It's our JFund Radiothon. We do it annually. We love that you've been part of our 1010XL family uh, throughout all the years. Give if you can. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I cannot believe I'm saying this, and it is currently airing on the NFL Network, but the Jets have opened the 21-day practice window for Aaron Rodgers to return from a torn Achilles, which he suffered 79 days ago today. Truly a miracle. Yeah, yeah. it's a Christmas miracle. I have the question, though. Uh, miracle. Did he hand off the hallucinogenics that he was on to the rest of the New York football jets uh, to open up that window? Look, I, I'm now going to hatch a conspiracy theory that we're talking. We'll have Gio in a little bit later on. Our, our, our doctor with the Bari breakdown, he had the slightest of tears because remember, he did not look like he was racked with pain. He went to the ground. He smiled. Then he got up and walked off. Next thing you know, he's in a boot. Next thing you know, he's throwing. I bet he had a chicken scratch of an account. I love that take. Well, here. here's the Joe real. Josie, quote, not that bad. Here's oh. the real full circle <laughs> the moment, doctor. though, Leon. Leon, were we not during HBO's Hard Knocks, which mm. featured the New York Jets, one of the segments that we discussed at length here on this program was when Robert Sala called out the offensive line in joint practices with the Carolina Panthers. I remember that. Yeah, absolutely. They were horrible. And so... And they haven't changed much. Did Aaron Rodgers look at the writing on the wall and say, meh, I'm going to pass on this year? I hope the hell not. I don't want that kind of guy on my team. No. I, I would think that he... I, I'm just... I'm questioning the severity of the Achilles now. I mean, because the chicken scratch, I'm kind of going with that a little bit right now. Because but if they I'll open a 21-day window for the practice, bro, that's... That's you know, amazing. George will tell you, he's told me this before, mm-hmm. no matter how much of a tear it is, yeah. they typically cut it and yeah. reattach it. And, and they, he always says, a tear or a rupture, the procedure, like you're describing, yes, is the cutting procedure and is yes. traumatic, okay? And yes. so we're going to find out. And, and all Gio can give us is his expertise and knowledge, but I just am so curious about this. And I don't know whether it'll happen or not. But listen, that's not a good football team up there right now right. So that, let's that look he's at, coming back to. Let's look at this schedule. So in theory, 21-day window, Aaron Rodgers could come back at any time during that 21-day window. But you would think he's not going to play this Sunday when they host the Atlanta Falcons. Would think he's not going to play the following Sunday when they host the Houston Texans. Perhaps at Miami, December 17th. Like, there's no way in heck. The, Jet, the Jets are beating both the Falcons and the Texans with Tim Boyle at quarterback. Yeah. They're just not. So now you're 4-9. and nine. He's really going to come back for a 4-9 and nine se- mm. season? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's not – listen, you said December 17th? Yes, well, who, who's who's the, well, the 24th? You know he's coming on Christmas Eve. Uh, the you, Commanders. Oh, there it is home. right there. It's, it's going to be – it's like Santa coming down the chimney. It's going to be <laughs> – Aaron Rodgers. He actually, I just thought about it too. Yes. Uh, he'll be a hundred days removed from the Achilles tendon wow. in uh, twenty-one days. Yeah. So maybe just to, 
just heals better than other people. Mm, true, bro. It's all the, you know, it's being all, in the darkness. It's, and in, it's in the mind, bro. Hallucinogenics. <laughs> and- <laughs> yeah, we'll find out if it's in the mind or not. That's for sure. All right, we just have had so many that have made <laughs> donations. Uh, and we want to say thanks to as many of as you, as you, uh, you know, just text us and let us know. Here's a $500 donation to the J Fund. Uh, thank you very much to, to the 251. Hutch letting us know that he's donating. We had many others that have ch- uh, chimed in as well, checked in. And to the tune of, are you ready for the applause, JJ? The noon hour, the nooners have come through with $13,667. Huge, nasty cash. So that's just awesome. And we need to keep it going. We need to keep it going. So we have uh, put together a couple of things. All right, we've already had 10 $250 donations or more, which go into the drawing for the Josie foursome, thanks to the Golf Club of Southampton, I'm going to get you know treat treat a foursome to everything, and we rolled it over. So now we've got another challenge, another $250. I'm donating that if you can donate as well, we'll go into another drawing. We say thank you very much to that. Doctor George Bari, who will be here a little bit later on, has put together a $6,000 donation for the one o'clock hour. If we can match that puppy. If we can get to 6000 or more, Dr. George Barry, who knows what it's like to have the reality of these things come right at you when you least expect it, uh, has pledged $6,000 to the J Fund, so we need you to match it. All you have to do is call 207-7070, or you can text the word GOAL, G-O-A-L, to 243-725. Thanks to all of you who have done it already. If you can add to it. The 1 o'clock hour is important, and Big Surce is stepping up, as he often has. Give it to him, Big. Well, I tell you what, um, I always love this time of the year. absolutely love the time of the year. It's a time of giving, all right? And there's nothing more devastating to your soul than to see a child that is ill, all right? We're, we're blessed. I was blessed to have all my kids healthy and everything. So I'm, I'm amazingly grateful for that kind of stuff. But when I see other kids, kids shouldn't have to go through what they're going through right now in cancer. Kids should be running – Hopscotch and jumping mm-hmm. rope, you know that kind of stuff, man. So it saddens me. To, so all, all this, this time of the year, I always want to give a, a portion of myself uh, to the J Fund, and this is what I'm offering up. All right. So everybody knows that I'm an avid cigar smoker. I'm mm-hmm. a cigar brand. All right. It's called the Big Surce, a box of Big Surces. So this is what I'm offering for the first thousand dollar donors. First five thousand dollar donors, mm-hmm. you get a box of the Big Surce. You can go to Howard G Cigars and look at. The Big Surf's autograph box of the Big Surf cigars. First five, you get an autograph book of Fourth Down and Dam, a Lima story, nice. along with an autograph that you're going to get catered food mm. at a cigar lounge to watch the AFC NFC Championship game with me and former Jaguar players. You're, you're talking That's, dirty to me, and I kind of yeah. like and it. And of course, the Jags will be playing in that exactly. game. Exactly. So it'd be even more wonderful that the Jaguars are playing in that AFC Championship game. That just amped up the stakes even more. $1,000 donors, first five. First five. Get a box of Big Surge sign, my book sign. You get catered food. Maybe some brown waters included somewhere. And you get to hang out with Surge. And you get to hang out with me. And watch some football. And watch some football with me and some of my other Jaguar friends. That is just awesome. Legends. that's what we're looking for. If you could do it. And you it. guys know when the drinks start flowing, the stories start yes, coming out. Yes, the stories. Out. That's oh, what yeah. it's all about. And the games are great. The food's great. You get to sit there and hear the stories that, oh, by the way, 
aren't edited. Radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, they're not. Yeah, the no. storytelling. All right, so if you could do it, uh, Big Source is offering it up, uh, and it'll be a, a fun, just sit down and some smoke, uh, 904-207-7070. Uh, he kicked it up a notch, and so if you can do it, uh, Dr. George Barry with the $6,000 pledge for this hour, we would love to go right over that. Uh, but we can do it quickly with those pledges if you can. Uh, 243-725 is the number that you can text the word GOAL to, or you can call 207-7070. And we would love for you to join in and do as much as you can. Listen, we've uh, had you know more of J-Run, J-Fund Radiothon than we have had sports today, but we will get back to sports. You know we will. We keep chiming in with little things like Aaron Rodgers in his 21-day window being opened back up by the New York football Jets. Josh Allen, Defensive Player of the Week in the AFC, uh, and we'll definitely be keeping our eye on everything else that's going on. We have some news in the college football world. You know, They did make it official uh, with Mississippi State, Matt, uh, hiring their new head coach. Just uh, you know, That's quick... not the news. Yeah, the, give me the news. Give me the news. I was just trying to set it up. The news is the last guy to start a quarterback for Florida is now in the transfer portal. Yeah, and, and Max he, Brown has left your Florida Gators. He can't he can't officially enter it until December one. <clears throat> December one, but he's right. announced it. But I, I have to ask that you know that basic question: when they enter the portal, which he can't do until December one, do they have a place to go? Mm. It's one thing to leave. It's another. Now, are they? Hey, is he Joe, going to Miami? Joe, Joe, he's got film now. <laughs> he does. Uh, hey, he does. He does. He's got film. He has film. He has now. film now. Absolutely. Maybe that was that was the whole thing. Hey, yeah. he got. He's got film. Just give me some tape. Give me some I tape. Get on, I mean, I, you know, you can get you on. can judge it however you want to judge the film, but he's they're starting to leave now. Uh, Mahalik, the kicker, he's out. Um, there's a couple others that have left as well. And they it's said not, uh, Wilson, the big prize star, Kermani Wilson. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. Carmine Wilt, the yeah. safety? Yeah. He left too? Yeah, this morning. That's what Jeff and Dan said. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. a big one. Yeah. He was injured. That's a big one. That's yeah. a five-star guy. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, 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 I am not surprised by some defections because the product is not where it needs to be. And I've said it so many different ways. Wow. The product is what you put on the field to sell what you're trying to sell to attract well, recruits. Here's another and thing. if the product doesn't look good – they're going to be turned off by it. So, look, everybody's talking about you're going to lose the recruiting class if you fire him. Why would you lose the recruiting class? What if you hire somebody who's a dynamic coach like Lane Kiffin? You don't think Lane Kiffin could keep that recruiting class together? Seriously. Oh, so my answer would be if, yes to that. If you're sitting there and you're Scott Strickland or you're Ben Sass, the president of Florida, and you're thinking, this isn't working, and – We've got a brutal schedule next year with a guy who has proven for two years now that it's not working. Yeah. In, in two years, he's two games below 500. Two years, two games below 500. Three. Yeah. Three games below 500. Is he three? Because yeah. two this yeah. year, seven, one last five and seven. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's lost 14 games in two years. Yeah. So, I, honestly, you add that up, and then you also Wait, think about— Wait, stop for a second. Yeah. He's lost 14 games in two years. Yeah. It, it's— it, it, there's no way to get around that. I don't know why people are driving around out there. Oh, you can't fire him. Why? Yeah, I know. But I, I am I am paying attention to the idea that I think you want to write this article. No, I mean he <laughs> know he you are knows trying the, to get him canned. Look, no, he's, no, like, he's like he's really... like every other he's like every other coach that gets into this business. They know the business. Yeah. They know they're oh, hired yeah. to be fired, okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They know that they're making a lot of money 
to coach a football game. That's true. So, That's true. So it's not like they're not shocked if they get fired after two years. Believe me, they're not. Matt yeah. is rooting for the chaos that would be yeah, a Lane Kiffin introductory is. press conference this Monday when the Jaguars are hosting Monday Night Football for the first time since no, 2011. No, I, I'm, I'm rooting for that team to get better because the state of Florida college football is better when they're all three good. That's true. It's By very the way, true. the Nooners on the text line are, are trying to come up with excuses. Mm-hmm. Wilson and Norman haven't made an official statement. Wilson's been off the team since week four. That's the backup kicker. Max Brown's the third-string quarterback. Yeah, look, I, if he can hold together the core and then obviously Come keep on, the five-star recruit Lane Kiffin, what the hell is, is he ever won? Yeah. He's like a guy. He's a starter for them. He's I injured. understand that. I understand no, I'm not that. saying it to you. I'm yeah, saying it to you. Yeah, yeah. All right, on the so we'll line. keep it going. We'll throw these out there. You guys can jump in on it. Hit the text line to sign by Lifetime Enclosures. Hit YouTube. Uh, just search 1010XL. You can interact there. But the day is mostly about the Tom Coughlin J Fund Radiothon. Be there for families tackling childhood cancer. Give a gift. There are now roughly an average of 100 families that have to deal with the reality of the diagnosis of cancer. So that's why they're asking for $100 or more as much as you can. Call 904-207-7070 or text the word GOAL to 243-725. You know, when you hear a guy like Big Baby, which was Marcus Stroud's nickname, and Big Sirs, uh, and these are talking, you know, we're talking big defensive linemen, big offensive linemen, uh, and they're moved. Uh, emotionally when they get involved with the J Fund. And today, the J Fund Radiothon, uh, it is an emotional day for 1010XL, the entire family. Uh, and Big Surce has put out a challenge. Uh, Dr. George Barry has put out a challenge in this 1 o'clock hour. If we can get over that $6,000 mark, he has made that pledge. Big Surce has pledged first five $1,000 donors in this 1 o'clock hour gets invited to his AFC-NFC championship smoke uh, a box of cigars signed by Big Sirs, and then also a signed copy of Fourth Down and Dam, a lineman's story. So please jump in and give uh, anything you can, a gift of $100 or more, anything. If it's less than that, they absolutely will take it, uh, 904-207-7070. And I want to read off some of our $1,000 donations that we've had. Oh, that's awesome. Don't worry. We have a guy, and the guy is keeping tabs of who is submitting thousand or more dollar gifts during this one o'clock hour, so they are entered into win Leon's contest. Shout out to Rob Conklin for his donation, his gift of a thousand dollars. Jerry Koss with the ten ten donation. That's so good. Chris Werner with a thousand dollar gift, and this one I especially love. This is from Susan Davis, and this is in, is on behalf of Caden Ingram, Aunt Susan. And Uncle Barry are thankful for what the J Fund has done for uh, our family, a $1,000 gift. That's so nice to hear. And that's what the message is today, is that families that are affected by the diagnosis of childhood cancer, it can be far-reaching. And we have Connie. She is a parent uh, of Jillian and in our studio. First off, welcome, Connie. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for being here. And we want you to tell your story as much as you can. Now, the diagnosis for Jillian was osteo, I'm gonna, uh, sarcoma. Osteosarcoma. So can you explain that first and then give us an idea of how everything unfolded as far as the diagnosis? Sure. Um, So osteosarcoma is a big word for bone cancer. Okay. And what happened with Jillian, it started in 2015. Um, Jillian um, had just started high school, 
and she had been a athlete. She'd been playing volleyball. Mm-hmm. She'd finished the season, and then in the fall, which was November, um, she started to feel a pain in her leg, and that's often where it starts with osteosarcoma, though not always. Um, like most moms, I kind of said, well, you know, let's not be too alarmist. Let's wait a couple of days and see how it goes. But by the end of the week, she was limping just to get upstairs. So we went to the doctor, um, and fortunately, we had a um, doctor there that was right on it and knew that there was something wrong and took her, uh, sent us directly to Wolfson Children's Hospital where she was diagnosed with bone cancer. Um, And from the moment of the diagnosis, things just went full steam ahead. She ended up uh, going to get surgery to have a port installed um, about two days later, and then within that same week, she started eight months of chemotherapy. So... As a parent, what are what what is flying through your 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 mind and and heart at that moment? Yeah, well, you know, every parent's story is different. Um, to give you just a little background, I was a single parent at that point, um, and Jillian is my youngest of three. So I also have uh, two older sons, one who had just started um, at the University of Florida, so he had just left home, um, and he was a college athlete, so he was pretty busy doing what he had to do year-round sports with track. Uh, my other son was a senior in high school. And uh, Jillian, like I said, had just started high school herself, um, just gotten her driver's license or her, her learner's permit, which is significant because, unfortunately, this was her right leg, too. So she was really excited about that. And then suddenly she's facing um, major surgery because the tumor was in her right leg. So along with the eight months of chemotherapy, she also had um, a major surgery to re- remove half of her femur and her knee was replaced. At what moment did you meet the J Fund? Um Wow, that's a great question. It feels like it was instantaneous uh, in a sense because they've been with us for the whole journey. Um, This is eight years later, and we're still going at it. Mm -hmm. Um, If I could tell you a little bit more about her story, it might be helpful. Yeah. After just over three years of being cancer-free, it was, I mean, which was amazing. Um, She made it through high school. She actually then had applied to go to um, several colleges. She got into the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Um, and, um, everything was great until she started to feel pain again. Well, actually, let me go back a step. Um, after just over three years, a routine scan, um, diagnosed that she, or recognized that she had the cancer had come back in her lungs. So the following four years, and I, you know, know we don't have a whole lot of time, but every year when she was in college, um, we were dealing with something. The, uh, tumors in her lungs were excised. Um, in 2020, her freshman year. And then she literally went back to school um, three days later, back up to Carolina. But this was 2020, so mm-hmm. pandemic, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so she had that surgery. Uh, the pandemic hit. She comes home to finish classes, as did pretty much all children or <laughs> young adults, I guess, at that stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, again, uh, later that year, she was diagnosed because she had pain in her back. This, the cancer came back in her spine. So she ended up having spinal neurosurgery um, in December 2020, along with radiation um, and then additional chemo for another five months. Um, at this point, we've, we're, we're going out of Nemours, which was fabulous, but she's now uh, approaching 21. So she's now in adult care, and that's a whole other story. Yeah. Um, just different. But we're also up at Duke Medical Center in North Carolina. But, you know, family lives in Florida. Was the Duke-UNC rivalry a real thing? I had to. (laughs) Yeah. No, it was great. She would go to um, the medical center with her UNC shirt all the time. And Mm -hmm. and there was always fans that that loved seeing that. Love it. Mm -hmm. 
And then the doctors were, were pretty nice about it overall. <laughs> uh, she had great treatment there. Um, but, you know, it's difficult. Every single year in college, she was facing something. She had um, two rods and eight screws put in her back. And then the, fi- the next year after that, unfortunately, the rods in her back broke. So oh then God. she had to have more spinal neurosurgery to replace the two rods with four rods. Um, and like I said, this was going every year. And then um, most recently in this current year, unfortunately, it came back in her leg again. So she ended up having her entire femur um, and her knee again replaced. So um, she's doing great right now, but quite honestly, still going through chemotherapy and just dealing with all that. So when did the J Fund come in? They've been here a lot <laughs> in so many different ways. Um, they have been supporting us, um, you know, initially with helping me as the single mom with, you know, uh, gift cards or food for holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really want to point out, too, um, that as she went through college, she became a J Fund scholar all four years. So the J Fund awesome. really supported nice. her yeah. with scholarship dollars. Um, and I also want to put a big shout out for their caregiver support because um, I have been the care, primary caregiver. Um, of course, she has her family as well, mm-hmm. but it's a big job. And they have provided um, a new program over the last couple of years. And I understand it's continuing to evolve mm-hmm. with different things like um, yoga mm-hmm. for support, which I've participated in, which yeah. is great. Um, social events where you can actually meet with other caregivers. Right. Um, and just lots of different ways where they are recognizing not just the child that's suffering, um, but also, you know, the family that that needs support also. Yeah, I was just going to ask you emotionally, this news is devastating to you as a single parent. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you how much that the emotional support, how much was that just gratifying for you to have to deal with this uh, year after year, your daughter had me diagnosed with cancer. Yeah, um, it's a lot. And, and I do want to say I was actually <clears throat> remarried in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it's important to point out, too, that my new husband sort of walked into this, too. We got married in mm-hmm. January 1st, and, um, you know, she had lung surgery that same week. Mm-hmm. So it, it's been a lot, and the emotional support is huge. I would say there's two big um, takeaways that the J Fund has um, really stepped up to for me, at least from my perspective, um, one is really just making that child feel very special um, because when children are going through something like this, I mean, they are alone. Most of their peers do not have the mental or emotional capacity or clearly experience to know what it's like, and and you can't communicate that unless you are walking there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing I would say is just the support for the families because, like, People have always said it takes a village. And just having the J Fund support in so many ways, even ways I haven't had time to speak about, um, really does just make the whole family feel supported. And I think that sense of community is very helpful to the emotional needs of the, the whole family. Matt, you've used that word for the family, breathe. Yeah, it's, that's what I've been saying. I've been saying that now for like three or four years. The key always for my family was it just allowed you to breathe. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's as basic as that sounds, like you could lay your head down at night because your child is going through it. And children are so resilient and so tough that people don't understand how tough these kids are. Um, but you yourself, it's, you're racked with guilt. You're racked with fear. And you're just allowed to lay down and breathe at night, right? Right. And, I, you know, it's, you can't underestimate the value of recognizing that you're not alone because you do feel alone. 
But when you think about all the people that come to your support and the J Fund clearly being, you know, part of that family, it's really, really helpful. So if you just send us off with one message, uh, you said Jillian's doing well, which is really good news. And then you hope for the best, you know, Mm -hmm. for everything to continue. But if you could just tell people just when they do pick up the phone and they do call and make a donation, what they are doing to help. Yeah. Well, I say she's doing well. She's still battling, Mm -hmm. you know, and whether you're currently going undergoing treatment um, or you are, you know, no evidence of disease, you're always battling because you just don't know, you know, what tomorrow brings. Mm -hmm. So any amount of money that can be donated to this fund that really does provide so much support, um, I just can't say enough about. I can't say enough, enough about how important that is. Well, mom's strength is not easy and I, you know, and I've seen it and you guys hold it together more than most people know or understand. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, make sure you call 904-207-7070 and you can text the word goal G O A L to two, four, three, seven, two, five. You can help families like Jillian's and, and mom, Connie and anybody else right here on the first coast, do what you can uh, to help. Thank you very much, Connie, for being with us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and and hopefully the you know the family, the circle that uh, grows around the J Fund, that's for sure. And is Jillian here in town, or is she still up in North Carolina? No, she's here. She's living with uh, my husband and me right now. Awesome. Let's make sure she gets her small cakes cupcake then too. I know they made sure. I think every, everybody's <laughs> covered. So we'll grab some of that, some of the Chick Fil A, some of the awesome packages. Oh, perfect. That uh, so many of our great partners have provided for you guys. Thank so, you so much. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And again, don't forget if you make a donation of a thousand dollars or more during this one o'clock hour, you are automatically entered to win. Big Sirs is raffle. Leon, remind them, what can they win? Well, you get an autograph, a box of my cigars, the Big Sirs. You get an autograph book of Fourth Down and Dam, a Lyman story, my autobiography. You get catered food at the Cigar Lounge to watch the AFC-NFC Championship game with me and the other Jaguar legends. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. So all I got to do is if you can match that $1,000, we'll do the first five, and then uh, you'll come up with something else if you if you need to, but call 904 207 Seventy seventy, do it right now. Be there for families tackling childhood cancer. Our next guest is not affiliated with the NFL or Jacksonville Jaguars. Discussion of injuries is solely based on opinion. Now, the Bari Orthopedics and Sports Medicine Injury Breakdown. I'm coming in. Hot. You know, Gio always comes in hot, ready to go. Fellowship trained under the renowned Dr. James Andrews. He of Bari Orthopedics here locally. But he also is uh, the one o'clock hero uh, because he pledged $6,000 for this hour uh, to try and get others to match it and leap over that number. So uh, a round of applause for Dr. George Barry. Gio, that's good work out of you, man. man. That's the best surgery you've ever performed right there, buddy. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, you know, you hear all the stories and they're definitely heartbreaking. So hopefully it goes out and helps somebody and get people to help out. And, you know, one thing, we're going to hit a couple of injuries, including A.A. Ron, but you, and I looked at you earlier when I said this, people come in with the enormity, the weight of something devastating happening to, happening to them immediately. In other words, it happened, and now you've got to deal with it. You've got to put people back together. And then when you think of families finding out about the diagnosis of cancer, I mean, you, you kind of see those faces. You know. I, I mean, you know, my stuff is – of the time, uh, not as serious. Occasionally, we get an MRI or an Mm -hmm. x-ray that doesn't look good, and you you have to send them out. But um, 
usually when you come to me, it's not that serious. But, you know, any, especially for a child, right? Anything yeah. that's, any injury for a child is devastating. Then then you have this discussion of, of, of cancer, which is life altering. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's, it's definitely heartbreaking. And anything to help out the families and the kids, I think, is, is worthwhile. Yeah. So you've done it. You've uh, offered up the $6,000 gift in this one o'clock hour. And we would love for people to try and get us over that goal uh, as much as possible. You call 904. 904- 207-7070. You can text the word GOAL, G-O-A-L, GOAL, to 243-725. And, and we're, we're charging along in this 1 o'clock hour, uh, thanks to Big Source's uh, uh, offer that he threw up. So we'll, we'll get all that going uh, and hopefully get a good total before the 1 o'clock hour is up. Uh, but we mentioned A.A. Ron. And so basically they opened up the 21-day window. Yes, 79 days since he tore his Achilles, which in at the time – Dr. George Bari, we were told it was a full tear of said Achilles. 79 days later, Aaron Rodgers is saying he's running over 70% body weight and over 8 miles per hour on the Alter-G treadmill. Mm-hmm. And again, within 21 days, he would be activated to the active roster yeah. of the New York Jets. Did they say anything about it not, not being a full tear? Is that why you They have not rescinded <clears throat> gotcha. their yeah. statement. Just, Doc, we- is Matt a total wuss? Yeah. Yeah, apparently <laughs> complaining about his Achilles for a year. Yeah. I mean, apparently, yeah, yeah, apparently. But listen, here's the thing I think of because uh, Aaron Rodgers is not without drama. He he he, like he's become that yeah. guy. And I love I love watching Aaron Rodgers play the game. Uh, but uh, as soon as he went down, I threw the conspiracy theory out that you know they can call it a full. But it, you know, when you saw him when the actual injury happened, you didn't. Do you remember if we saw that, that I, snap? I, I recall. I don't. We've seen a bunch recently, but I recall seeing that. If I'm not I mistaken, I do kind of remember that now. That yeah. But you, listen, it's not um, a chicken scratch. That you know, we talked about six months. Mm-hmm. There are some small studies of accelerated rehab for Achilles tears, and they're at four months, which would put him, I think, at the end of that 21 day window would uh-huh. be the four month mark. If Roughly, I'm not mistaken. yeah, it'd be about 100 days. So they do have some studies about that, saying that there's no difference, but this is not like. The walking what not what yeah. people normally do it's still a newer thing remember we take eight to 12 weeks for this things to heal and the rest of it is getting your strength back and so you don't re-injure it mm-hmm. so in theory it's healed but he's is he strong enough is he fast right. enough to push off he, all right. he's also going to be behind an offensive line that has given up how many sacks right. so far this year i i i mean look I, i'm not there but i i think it's hard for me to believe that you're at 70 percent now and then sometime at this within 21 days, you're going to be at 100% to play in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But, you know, who George, he's, he's not going to be able to just, like, slide out there. He's going to have to do, like, plyometric moves where he's right. pushing off. Yeah. There's, how I, is that I, even possible? I think it's going to be difficult. I or think it'll be is very this all just like a whole media thing that he's it, it trying to stay in the I will say this. In being, the limelight. Being with – when I was with Doc and we would – all these athletes come in, you would see stuff on ESPN about like some guy that you just treated mm-hmm. and a lot of there's a lot of fluff that you know comes from agents sure because right? they want to hype up their guy so you know who knows maybe it is but this is the coach saying he's opening up the window but it could be you know you know they're just playing games it also could be he and Pat happens. McAfee doing something <laughs> no I'm actually yeah. dead well, I serious don't, I, I don't think you're wrong honestly I'm I, dead I, serious yeah, I, I don't I, because I, McAfee said he's paying him to be on the show every yeah, week yeah, what it, could it, he be doing though yeah bro yeah. he's trying to get more just people to watch eyes, that show just eyes you know anything is possible look if you can keep extending this story I think yes. he just yeah. has a humongous ego because he he's a, that too. a great yes. quarterback and they have to to be at that point 
We and thought, he's just like, I, I'm, I can do this. Everybody's right. telling me I can't. I can do this. And you know, the other thing is, is he's probably pushing a little bit of a panic button because he's 38, 39 years of age. Right. I think he's older than that, right? Yeah, he's 39. Over the hill. Yeah, so yeah. that that he's like, I got to get back out there. But it's not, a, it's not a good football team that he's coming back to right now. Right. He's about yeah. to be 40 in three days. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. Uh, okay. Listen, if he does come back, it'll be very impressive. Yeah, yeah. And look, he's impressed me before. Uh, and and others, so we'll, we'll find out. All right, let's sneak in. All right, you you kind of got an idea of what you saw when Cam Robinson went down, and then Ian Rappaport comes out. When did he come out with it? Monday. Monday. Yeah, Monday. Three to six weeks. Um, which, by the way, I, I talked to some people in the building, and they didn't even know that that was the timeline for Cam, or that yeah. there was a chance he would be placed on IR, which he ultimately was. Yeah. Um, so I'm not really sure who Ian Rappaport got that from, but three to six weeks for the knee injury, and again, it's the same knee that he tore the ACL in 2018, that left knee. Yeah, and I believe on this injury, his knee bent inwards. It looked, yeah. from yeah. my That's vantage point, That's what it looked yeah. like. Yeah, so it's probably an MCL. I went radio doctor yeah. on him on, on Monday, and so it. that's what it looked like. Yeah, if I'm agreeing with Joe, then there's a problem. Yeah. I know scary, I protected your side when I said, how do you know it's not a PCL yeah. or well, something else? A PCL is usually uh, when the <laughs> knee gets driven backwards. That's usually how you tear your PCL. But Duh, Matt. Um, right. <laughs> hey, I was just protecting Gio. That's all. <laughs> that's all. But um, yeah, I mean, th- that's what it sounds like at three to six week mark with yeah. the video that with the, the image that we saw. That's yeah. what I would have to assume. I'm sure they MRI'd him uh, to make sure that the ACL, right. no, nothing bad happened to it, uh, because yeah, it is prone to that on the same knee. Right. So the ACL reconstruction is definitely more prone to a retear as opposed to your native ACL. Um, but looks like that is fine and most likely just MCL. But right. like you say all the time, MCL is a tough injury. Yeah, it is definitely a tough injury because you can you want it to scar in and not have laxity, and it can take three to six. I mean, this is three to six weeks, no surgery. Right. But you may come back six week mark and you're still a little unstable, right? And then, then you have an issue. But uh, normally they scar in well. It's not super common that you do an MCL that you fix the MCL because they scar right. in pretty well. Uh, but you always end up with a bad MCL. Always get some laxity in that knee. So we're all keeping score. Trevor Lawrence. A low grade MCL. Walker Little, a grade one MCL. Now Cam Robinson. Again, no official word, but at least based on that three to six week window, potentially an MCL. And we never found out what exactly the second, if not the original injury to Zay Jones was. It's just fascinating to me that so many MCL injuries potentially in one organization yeah. in one year. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, sometimes I feel like we get a run of things. You get like a bunch of Achilles and you get a, a bunch, bunch of ACLs hammies, yeah. and a bunch of hamstrings and all this stuff. But, uh, I mean, it's it's a football injury, right? There's yeah. nothing to do for it. You get rolled up on, you get tackled, and just unfortunately happens. All right, listen, bro. We will do Breaking Bones Sunday morning, 730. Uh, and we will, if you have a sports injury, you can hit us with one six four one ten ten. But we'll probably look back on what we accomplished here uh, as part of our Radiothon. Uh, but, again, thanks to you for, for doing what you did, Gio. A uh, $6,000 pledge, the hour sponsor, Dr. George Bari and Bari Orthopedics. Make sure you check them out if you have any sports injuries. Uh, good on you. We'll talk to you later. All right. You're we'll the man. You. All right, Big Search, you need to jump back in here because I got I to gotta make sure that you give it one more go. Well, first, we have two yeah. other entries into the uh-huh. Leon Big Contest. Shout out to Chris Spence for his donation of 1010. That's $1,010. Edward Parks also with a $1,000 donation automatically entered into Leon's raffle. Love it. Absolutely love it. I think I might want to extend this. How about that? I'm not going to be here, but let's extend it to three. All okay. right. Another, if you donate over $1,000, we'll 
you know. So that's another. another five is what you're saying. Exactly. See, I love it. I love it. All right, so give it to them one more time, what they're getting. All right, you, you're getting an autograph cigar box, Big Surf's. Ten count, big Those surge. Are good surge. cigars, by the That's way. They're long smoking. They're, they're, eight, too. they're eight and a half. They're not silly. Huh? They're not silly. Well, no, 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 no. Made. It's a two hour commitment. Yeah. You will right? get a buzz. I too. mean, if you if you're not oh, in a long will. if you're not in a long term commitment, don't don't smoke. <laughs> right? You got to be in a long term commitment. Two hour smoke. So you're getting the big surge autograph box. You're getting the, my autobiography, fourth down the damn alignment story, autographed as well. Catered food at the cigar lounge to watch the AFC NFC championship game with myself and. Some other Jaguar legends. And I just call it smoking stories. That is. Yeah, because that's really what it is. Uh, so I love that. All yeah. right, Big. Uh, we will keep it going, and we will keep reminding everybody of you it. You got it. All right, good on you. Mm-hmm. Good on Geo. All of them. I got to read High Tide on the <laughs> South Side right now, okay? Oh, boy. Okay, because he goes, uh, as, as a loyal nooner, I waited until primetime to make my donation. I was going to go with $226 as a reminder to Georgia of what's coming, Love but decided instead on 431 in appreciation of Bama's victory in the Iron Bowl. Love it. Roll Love it. tide. Nobody like high so, tide. So he went 431 because as now they're making up T-shirts, it's not only 4th and 31, it was 4th and Milrow. And so just an unbelievable play. Bama wins. So, as a diehard Bama fan, he did that. So, you can do it any way you want. 207 7070. Text the word goal, G O A L, to 243 725. Dr. George Bari has put six grand up for this hour. We want to fly well over that. Big Surce has his, if you can do $1,000, the next five are going to go into that AFC championship. NFC Championship party that well, he, he will have. Well, he changed the rules, by the way. Mm-hmm. So as long as you donate a thousand bucks, he will be pulling five names. I love it. So it's even more Do wide it. open. Everybody gets the same opportunity. Yep, because you got a chance to have the autographed Big Sir uh, full cigar box, and then the fourth down a damn alignment story autographed as well. And Which then, is a great book, by the way. Yeah, yeah, a great book. Some great stories. And then the stories and smoke will be coming with Sirs at a cigar lounge. So that is all part of the proceedings. We're going to head into the two o'clock hour. Coach Campo has a pledge. Uh, Small Cakes has a pledge. That's all coming up right here on XL Primetime. Let's ring up another guest on the All Pro Roofing phone line. So we go from one coach to another. That was Tom Coughlin. Uh, he was your head coach here in Jacksonville, your head coach up in New York, uh, and still the coach of the J Fund as we are knee-deep in the middle of the afternoon, and this Tom Coughlin J Fund Radiothon is rolling on, and we just got the total of $11,398 in the 1 to 2 o'clock hour. So an unbelievable charge uh, and – we are going to go from that head coach, Tom Coughlin, asking you to help to our head coach, Dave Campo, who joins us now. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great, Joe. Uh, listen, this has been a great day. Listening to uh, the show, the shows starting from this morning and listening to the heartbreaking but also the heartwarming stories of what the J-Fund has done and, and helping families and helping uh, children uh, in a rough, rough time. Coach, obviously, you know, you you were around this league when Tom Coughlin started the J Fund. Um, you had just left college when he was at Boston College and obviously where this foundation's inception began with Jay McGillis and his unfortunate passing, but it has resulted in 
thousands and millions of dollars towards the helping of families that are tackling childhood cancer. For you, if you could give us your earliest memory of the J Fund or even your earliest memory of the TC that perhaps when everybody's talking about him being obsessed with being on time and being a hard-nosed coach, that you said, wow, this guy actually has this whole other side to him that is just so philanthropic. Well, there's two things that, that stick out to me. You know, I went to the Combine where they bring in the athletes. Uh, the NFL brings them in for the workouts uh, prior to the draft. And they have a 40-yard dash, and a, they have a 10-yard dash, 20-yard, they have timers. And for I was there for 23 years, and all 23 years, Tom Coughlin was sitting in the same spot, the first guy on the 10-yard line timing guys on his own, even though they had uh, electric timers for much of that time. Uh, He impressed me from the very beginning as a guy that was very, very serious about what he was doing and that that very disciplined, and and that stuck out to me. And then, you know, of course, when I got here in Jacksonville, I was much more uh, with the J Fund, Mm -hmm. seeing the J Fund, and – Tom, uh, I've talked to Tom a number of times. I played in the golf tournament a number of years now. And I told Tom, I said, look, you're eventually going to be in the Hall of Fame, which he is going to be. Uh, and at the same time, you're already in the Hall of Fame in Jacksonville with the J Fund. And what he's done is, is, is a miracle because, uh, you know, there are hard times. Uh, it doesn't matter. The people in this city respond to him. And, and that's what made him a great head coach, and that's what makes him a great leader of the J Fund. You know, it's interesting, Dave. You know, we always talk about it, you know him, him as a coach being this stickler, and you know, you know, no hats in the building, and you know, all that stuff. All that is in his head is doing the right thing, just like this is. You're doing the right thing by people who need help, right? Absolutely. And uh, you know, I, I I have to give him all you know all the credit in the world because. Number one, it's a lot of work involved, and, and, you know, it's a lot of organization. And when he first started, I'm sure he was right involved with every little bit of it, as well as coaching football. Uh, but he's had a lot of people around him, his entire family, and the people that come to that tournament to volunteer and do all of that, and plus all the volunteers that are in the organization, shows that he's a He's an organizer, and uh, he's done this for a long time. And and I have to. I and listen. I had a charity in Connecticut for eight years that we grandfathered a bunch of scholarships. And even though I was just a host, there was a lot of work that I put in. That's nothing compared to what he's done here. Well, I tell you what, uh, you are correct, sir, because uh, the the limits uh, that that you have to find yourself at financially. And then still being able to reach out and help the way so many people do it is because of what he does to inspire. So, Coach, tell us what you're doing, and, and, and hopefully we can inspire more. Well, I'm, I'm going to – this is an annual pledge for me, 1010. And, uh, you know, I'm doing that, and I've made it very clear. Our family has made it very clear that whatever happens to me in the future, our family will always donate to the J Fund. And uh, I think it's a wonderful organization. Uh, listening to some of the mamas that have come on, uh, I can't even imagine what uh, they're going through. So, uh, you know, that's going to be an annual thing for us. And uh, it, it really makes my heart feel good 
that I can help in a, in a really small way. But I think what this city has done and will continue to do makes it a, a, a huge event, uh, all the events that they do. Now, Coach, don't worry. We're going to have you given that 10-10 for a couple more years now. Yeah, nothing's happening Come on you, now, Coach. Coach. Come what on. was that about? Don't, don't send the Nooners that. into a panic. Yeah. We love you, bro. You ain't going anywhere. <laughs> I, I hope not. not. Not soon in any way. Yeah. All right. Now, listen, thank you very much, and uh, and we really appreciate it, and uh, we hope that we can get some more folks calling uh, and making their pledge. Thank you, Coach. Okay, Joe and Mia and Matt. Uh, have a great day. And we it will is. see him you, coach. on Friday for sure. Legend. Uh, all right. It, it's so good. So he's doing it. Plenty of others can do it. 904-207-7070. And we are asking you to make the pledge. Uh, be there for families tackling childhood cancer. If you can do it, it will certainly be welcome. There are folks, volunteers standing right by the phones right now ready to help. You can also text the word GOAL, G-O-A-L, to two four three seven two five and help as much as you can with the J fund. I I feel like this is a great opportunity. I was trying to piece this whole thing together and able to put it together right now. So we'll just spend a couple of quick minutes with our next guest. Let's ring up another guest on the All Pro Roofing phone line. So you guys know how I operate. Joe C's always running crazy. Well, I asked Freddie T to jump on. And Freddie, I mean, because I mean, first off, a round of applause for him being a semifinalist for the Hall of Fame. He needs yes. to be a finalist, dang Congrats, it! Congrats, Freddie. But Freddie, Fred. welcome in. How are you, buddy? I'm good, man. I appreciate you guys, man. All if I got time, I'm gonna make time for y'all. Well, so, uh, man, appreciate the invites always. Yeah, for sure. And it, it's a special time with the J Fund going on. And I wanted to get you kind of twofold, real quick, just because you know it's important that we let people know about your hall of fame credentials. And I hope that they start to pay attention to that. And I feel like we'll probably expand this conversation a little bit later on and see if we can't get some knuckleheads figuring that out on that hall of fame committee. But real quick, Freddie, just how much of a hall of famer is TC for doing what he does with the J fund all the time? Oh, the biggest, the biggest first ballot hall of fame, coach Coughlin, uh, just to implant himself, in the Jacksonville community, you know, uh, way back early, uh, late nineties. Um, and, and the commitment that he's held in the consistent manner in which he does everything. Um, you know, he's certainly a first ballot hall of famer in that regard. Uh, and, and also he's a hall of fame coach as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but more importantly, what he's done in his efforts to give back to the community in Jacksonville, uh, he he could have easily made a decision to move away and stay in New York, a place where you know he won won multiple Super Bowls. But yet his commitment and what he's done with the J Fund, you know, here locally, you know, it just speaks volumes of you know what he stands for. Uh, he said a long time ago that his heart is in Jacksonville, regardless of you know the the business part of the game of football when it comes to coaching you know, how many moving parts that comes with. Uh, but again, just just to be implanted and forever rooted in, in Jacksonville, uh, it just speaks volumes, man. And I love Coach Coughlin. You know, congratulations to him as well for being uh, uh, nominated into the Jaguars Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. You know, that'll be big, a big-time uh, uh, honor and uh, uh, party next year. 
can't wait to see him get his name actually up there and it being unveiled. Uh, so, yeah, man, TC means so much to me as my growth as a man, as well as to, uh, you know, the growth in Jacksonville and what those, uh, you know, what he's done for those children. Fred, what's your earliest memory of when you got to Jacksonville of what the J Fund was? And I've asked a couple people this today, but you, you probably come in with this perception of Tom Coughlin as this hard-nosed, no-nonsense coach, and then you discover his passion for helping children with childhood cancer. What was that moment for you? Yeah, I, was gonna, I thought you were asking my first memory of Coach Coughlin. I, I know that one. <laughs> it was when he came to Florida to work me out. We were on the practice field. He tried to run my tongue out of my mouth. He's like, turn toughen up, son. And uh, he was like, you better not quit. And pretty much that just showed me uh, what he was all about. He's not about quit. And that echoes a lot more of the sentiments I just shared, you know, with his consistency. He is a no-nonsense, hard-nosed coach. Uh, And that was his approach. He also learned to adjust. You know, he learned to, uh, I'm going to, this is a seamless plug, a shameless plug. He learned to pivot. And that made him, yeah, it made him a better person. Uh, not that he was a bad person, but just how he was able to deal with, you know, the people in his business. Uh, and it made him a champion. And, you know, and he's also championed himself away from uh, the game of football in life with what he does, you know, for the children. Uh, and But just to see him nurture and sort of melt, <laughs> you know, uh, when those kids come around, you know, that's what it's all about. I can tell you this, last year during his charity dinner over there at Sawgrass, I I never really put my name in the hat for anything, but I ended up participating in the raffle. That was my way of giving back to the uh, organization, to the J Fund. It was like 500 bucks. And somehow I ended up winning the raffle, which was a, uh, a, a all-expense-paid all, uh, trip to Hawaii for a week. I donated it back to the uh, uh, awesome. uh, back to the charity, and then from there it was bid on again, and they end up making double the money that nice. goes back to the charity to support those kids and, and his efforts. And, and you know, when you make those sort of uh, contributions to the community, uh, I, I think is a big thing. And again, it was for Coach Coughlin. I didn't think twice about it, and he even said, "Man, that was just a generous thing to do." Uh, but again, it's it's one goal, and it's for the kids, and it's for the help better their lives, and really that's what it's all about. So I'm always a part, uh, happy to be a part of it. Fred, I'm so glad you brought up the pivot. Um, do you feel like your podcast has put your name more in the light, social media wise, where it might help your candidacy this time around? Uh, it, it's good to be in the in the know. You know, it's good to kind of be uh, uh, relevant. I think relevancy helps uh, when you're not a first ballot and, and quite natural. Uh, I haven't um, earned that right throughout my playing career. Um, the guys that are first ballots, you know, they don't need to uh, campaign or really do that other stuff. Uh, but the guys that haven't been, unfortunately, you have to do a little bit extra, whether that's, you know, Hall of Famers that are already there you know, they can speak to the selectors on beha- your behalf, send letters, all these different things that I didn't personally know about. Uh, a lot of guys have said this is what happens behind the scenes, and that's just, you know, sometimes it helps. Um, not all of the selectors are familiar with your career because they weren't always in your market, uh, and vice versa for guys that 
or uh, in in other markets. Um, you know, but I know there are other place, places that that root for me. There are other um, selectors that have seen me play in their market versus their team versus their Hall of Famers. Um, and quite naturally, I'm I'm appreciative and grateful to be considered a semifinalist. I believe for the fifth, I think it's the fifth time around. Uh, I think the goal is getting in that finalist room yeah. uh, and 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 doing a deeper dive uh, this year. Julius Pepper, Peppers, Antonio Gates, I believe those guys are locked. And then you have a receiver in Torrey Holt, who, uh, who's been a semifinalist for nine years, I believe. Uh, and then they've got to, you know, create a, a clearance for the backlog of receivers. So if you ask me, I think this year uh, won't be an opportunity for me to make the Hall of Fame realistically. Uh, and that's not being pessimistic. That's just being a realist. Uh, when I look at the numbers, but I am hoping that I'm able to get in the finalist room and then from there start creating some momentum, create a conversation, and just really show the people what my numbers did, how they stack up versus the guys that are in there, uh, how they stack up versus the, the players that are Hall of Famers that didn't play my position in those defenses that they led. So, you know, it's, um, it's just good, but ultimately God's timing is the best timing. It's true. It's very true. And look, I, I just want them to use their football eyes. That's really, really what I want them to use because uh, what you did back then, and, and so many people know it, more people need to know it uh, because you dominated at your position. Hey, listen, man, uh, much love. I appreciate you making time for us. And don't forget, uh, check out the pivot and everything that Freddie is doing. And of course, you'll hear him on the Jaguars broadcast uh, with pre and post. Uh, thanks very much, brother. All right, guys. See you soon. Be good, everyone. All right. Thank you, Freddie. Thank you, Freddie. Uh, yeah, just just good stuff from him. And timing is perfect because uh, the Hall of Fame discussion will live on. But as he said, the coach is a Hall of Famer. It also helps that uh, I'm looking up at the TV and I saw Jaguars highlights on NFL Network and ESPN as we were talking to Fred. So speaking about relevancy with the Pivot podcast, it also kind of helps when the team you spent most of your career playing for is playing pretty well. We'd also like to thank, while we're on the subject of thank yous, mm-hmm. Thomas Jones uh, donating a 10-10 gift of his own to Mia and the Lunch Bunch. The yeah, Lunch Bunch go. name lives on, in case you missed it. <laughs> yeah, that's straight out of Dan Hicken's uh, diction. He loves the Lunch Bunch. All right, keep it going because uh, we had Coach Campo pl- pledge $1,010. Anything that you can do in the 2 o'clock hour, we'll be telling you about the match. Pledge from Small Cakes coming up in just a bit, and another guest from the J Fund. All ahead right here on XL Primetime. I'm looking up at the board behind us, Josie. Yeah? We're sitting at 186, 181 through the 2 o'clock hour on this 16th annual Tom Coughlin J-Fun Radiothon. The goal is 200K. We went to 249 a year ago. I think we can go quarter of a mile. Let's hit, over, well, first off, let's hit 200 this hour. Yeah. yeah. This hour, let's hit it. I, I 14th like, hour out there. Let's weren't go. Weren't we real close to that last year, right at that 250 mark? I think we, we ended up at like 190-something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So you can do it. Get over the $200,000 goal in our 2 o'clock hour. We definitely want to say thanks to Small Cakes. Mm-hmm. They have put together that pledge, and it's a $3,000. $3,000 yep. pledge. Mm-hmm. And Coach Campo came in with $1,010. And so we're trying to do everything. We Mark Carnival, one of our great dudes, is like, I want to make a pledge right now as well. So anybody that can do it, we really, really appreciate it. 207-7070, or you can text the word GOAL to 243-725.
And we have a couple of guests. And Matt, as you were looking earlier, Curtis, the dad. Curtis got a little roll tie going right now. He's, ro- he's rocking that Bam- Bama shirt right now. So Curtis and Zion are with us. Welcome to both of you for being on, on 1010XL. How are you? Good, good. Thank you for having us both. Really appreciate it. Zion wouldn't go as far as to give a score update, though, to uh, John Party, our intern extraordinaire, yeah. for Saturday's SEC championship yeah. game. Is that because I know you guys are military, active military family. Are you guys originally from Alabama? You know those Georgia dogs? There's a lot of them here in Jacksonville. You don't want to talk to them? Or? Yes, we have to remain incognito. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bama cannot Imagine be incognito. Imagine that, an Alabama fan incognito. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Golly, that's now, what Georgia's done to everybody. Now, uh, Curtis, start us off and just tell us uh, about Zion and then and start us off with, with the original cancer diagnosis because when you think of everything that you know a young person has to go through, acute lymphoblastic leukemia. Uh, tell us how it how you found out. Yes, it was uh, 2018. We were stationed in Camp Lejeune in North Carolina, and I got the call from my wife while I was at work one morning. Uh, he was having very sluggish moments, sleeping in, lethargic, um, just looking terrible, like he had the flu for a couple of weeks at a time. And it was off and on. We could never get him to the ER, and they catch any symptoms that directed us in the direction of cancer mm-hmm. they just gave us benadryl and sent us home and said he'll be fine but uh one morning his symptoms flared up and we were able to take him to his primary and they drew labs and immediately told my wife to head out east for uh, east carolina university and don't stop don't hesitate and let me know when you get there and from there that was the start of our journey so that's 2018 when does the j fund and jacksonville enter the picture so we PCS down here, and uh, for the non-military, that is permanent change of station. Uh, the Marine Corps has this funny way of if you have a child that, or a family member in general that has a physical ailment, they do their best to accommodate to you, and that's the uh, EFMP program with the military. It's phenomenal. Can't say enough about it. Um, my leadership got me down here to Jacksonville, Florida, and we had family close, and 2018, we PCS down here in December. And so then were you at Nemours, Wolfson, or was part of it Zion because you'd be getting treatment at one of those facilities? Um, we were at both. We were at Nemours and uh, Wolfson. So, Zion, give us a sense of the enormity. You know, like, what was going through your mind when all this unfolded for you? I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> um, yeah. I was I was clueless. Uh, I didn't know what was going on to my body. Uh, I, they didn't. So they knew that I had, like, doctors told them that I had uh, leukemia, but I didn't know personally that mm-hmm. I had leukemia. I think they waited, like, two weeks to tell me until all my family members uh, came down. So I have all my family around me to tell me that I had leukemia. And how long had you guys been in North Carolina at that point? Because now it's you're facing this life-changing illness, and you have to move and make mm-hmm. new friends, right? That, that That's probably just as drastic. I think that affected him more than the actual treatment. <laughs> yeah. What was that like for you at that time, Zion? I can barely even remember like half like half of it. Uh, I do know I was in the hospital a lot. It was like an hour, hour and a half drive to, uh, to and from the hospital, long hospital stays. So I know over, uh, most of the time I was staying in the hospital uh, for most of it. So, so yeah, that that's that's what I was talking about. Like the kids are so resilient and strong. Yeah, I can remember every day in the hospital I spent with my daughter. Everyone, yeah. he can't remember any of them because yeah. it's just he's just. Trugging, trugging through. It's just doing what he's got to do. It's different for your family, though, right? For your mom and dad and the way they handle it and everyone else in your family, it's different. It's hard on them, right? Uh, yes, I know it's hard on my siblings as well. I have uh, four younger siblings, and I know uh, 
they weren't allowed to uh, come see me. Uh, it was only I think they were only allowed one person uh, in the room at that time, so they couldn't see me as much as they would if I was at home. So I know it was definitely hard on them. And of and, course, four siblings, which mm-hmm. I think that's you know we'll get to that in a second, but that's obviously critical to where the J Fund comes in providing for them as yeah. well. But let, let's go big picture here. You come to Jacksonville. I'm assuming you're not Jaguar fans. I don't think you're Giants fans. Do you know who Tom Coughlin is? Do you know what the J Fund is? I just knew they help families and like kids like uh, like me. So, Curtis, do you remember the moment where like do they do they come into the hospital room? Do they reach out to you guys on the phone or? A little bit of all of the above. I know um, the social worker there was working really close with my wife, uh, Courtney, mm-hmm. who's in the room, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Courtney's like, I'm coming on, and then she pushed you right into the mic. So those two are going to do <laughs> yeah, the interview. Yeah. She, she is the hero, right? That's what y'all are saying. Okay. Let's just make that very clear. She yeah. has been the linchpin in this entire operation. I mean, I just know to go in a direction that I'm pointed, and even if I wasn't in the military, that would still be <laughs> the course of action that I take. But so the J-Fund just shows up in the room and, and they just say we're here to help and just starts helping and thank you to miss rita she's been phenomenal to us from day one okay so give us an idea of what type of help we're talking about what you needed and what they did so not only with uh random surprises showing up and giving us little gift baskets gas cards every now and then but opportunities opportunities were the greatest thing that we've been given by j fund a chance to get the kids out of the house a chance to get zion out of the house to go to some football games which made him a quasi jaguar fan if he uh, ever on, admits zion. to it yeah. but um just putting us in a better head space going through the treatment as not only did he go through the treatment but we also went through the pandemic during that time and as he said and alluded to earlier there were times where only one adult could be in a room much less one child and that war on children, especially Zion, more than we can imagine. So uh, you're diagnosed in 2018. When were you officially given the all clear slash what is your status now? Because like you said, the treatment continued through the pandemic in 2020. Um, So I had leukemia twice uh, throughout that whole ordeal. Um, I can't even, I don't even remember when I got diagnosed <laughs> the second time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know uh, I was at school and my mom came to check me out and she, that's when she told me I was diagnosed again I had to go to the hospital and that's when I started my second round of chemo and then I had to get a transplant and luckily I had my sister and my sister was my donor for my bone marrow transplant and then after that it took I think like probably like three or four more months and then for them to be for me to be in remission I've been in remission for three years now. And Curtis, that's rare when you have a sibling that's a, a an exact match. Like sometimes families have to wait till they find someone with the exact yes. match, right? And, and it was how- terrifying because Kaylee is our only daughter. She's dead smack in the middle and 11 years young right now. And she was a trooper. She raised her hand and said, I'll do it. No factor. And surprised my wife and I because I'm positive my wife was scared more than I was. And we had our moments in the hospital where she was like, I don't know if I can do this from the injections to increase her T cells to the actual hospital stay and anesthesia. She went right through it and we're thankful as uh, what he missed out on earlier was he was uh, diagnosed again in 2020. And (laughs) that was the big change. Like we're already going through the pandemic, as I said earlier, now we have to, go back through the intensive treatment portion with the full body radiation and the bone marrow transplant. 
Yeah, when you think about what your sister did, and that's incredible because How we're talking about then? a lot of pain. Eight uh, years old? Oh, nine. Yeah. Nine yeah. years old? Yeah. Marines don't math well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but to Joe's point, she's yeah. in, it, it not, his body, his immune system's not only at risk, so is hers at that point as well. So it's oh, a, absolutely. It's a very dangerous thing. It's not easy, right? And we do have to give a thanks to Nemours and Wolfson's because the phenomenal treatment we've gotten from them from day one has been amazing. Dr. Joyce was his primary oncologist, oh, awesome. and he was phenomenal. So let, let's just wrap it up with you guys just telling people what they can do if they help with the J Fund. So Zion, just kind of like because you got to go to tailgate parties, you got to do you know, so those types of things. Kind of give people an idea of what they are. If they contribute. So when you do contribute, you're helping those families like myself uh, get out, uh, take our minds off of what we're, the bad that we're going through, put us in, putting us in into the good that we're going through, not only helping the children that are going through treatment, but their siblings, their uh, family members that are going through it as well. Because it's not just a uh, child going through uh, cancer, it's the whole family. Absolutely. Curtis? eloquently spoken hard yes, to follow very. up on but i throw that one caveat in there you're also networking mm-hmm. because we have met some amazing families and organizations through j fund and we couldn't be more thankful Absolutely. well awesome. a salute to your service too by the way thank okay you. thank you for that because you've seen i would imagine in a military world tragedy Absolutely. stuff that scares the beans out of you Absolutely. and then this probably even more so than that right Oh, absolutely. It, this was a wake-up call on health for everyone in our family. There's no reason to take a day for granted anymore. We're thankful to still have Zion, and even though he's a young adult now, <laughs> he's, still our, he's still our little boy. He thinks he's Zion Williamson, doesn't he? <laughs> in his head, he does. <laughs> well, I was going to leave you with that. Obviously, update, uh, you know, we know it's awesome, remission for three years, Zion, but update our listeners. You said you're at FSCJ now. Quasi-Jags fan, who's the go-to team? What's the go-to sport? How are you keeping busy these days? Um, so uh, so my, one of my hobbies right now is I paintball. I paintball mm-hmm. every weekend. Awesome. I, cool. On a team, I do, like, tournaments and stuff. Nice. And then I'm also working, and I also do uh, school as well. Awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, listen, thanks to both of you and Courtney. Uh, and best of luck, and keep it going, and, you know, keep letting us know how things are and being part of the J-Fun family. Absolutely. Thank you guys again for having us today. Now, you can follow that because, uh, you know, we're talking about that was a family effort with with the sister stepping up like that. that. My goodness. So if you can help, 904-207-7070. Be there for families tackling childhood cancer. You can give a gift of $100. The number is used because roughly 100 children on the First Coast are diagnosed on average yearly. So help as much as you can. Text the word GOAL, G-O-A-L, to 243-725, like our man Mark Carnival did just a few minutes ago. It's XL Primetime. It's the high school half hour on XL Primetime, brought to you by Gatorade. Fuel up with Gatorade at your local Winn-Dixie and I-9 Sports, the way youth sports should be. Thanks to both for bringing the high school half hour. We're going to bridge it today, tomorrow, <laughs> and Friday uh, because we got so much going on. Uh, and, you know, whenever we say hello to Jay Barn, he gives us so much intel. We're going to try and rifle through it really fast. 
But I got to say uh, thanks to uh, Roly. He puts the uh, uh, the roll in Delhi and his family a three hundred dollar donation. Uh, and Mark Carnival just called us up and said, Coach Campbell went ten ten. He went one thousand and ten dollars. Ten ten. I'm going one thousand and ten dollars. So you can do it before we are done. Especially because we yeah. are so yeah. close to two hundred k. We didn't make it to two hundred k by the time prime time finished up last year. Yeah. We got to do it this do year, it. folks. You, Let's hit that goal. 904-207-7070 or text the word GOAL, G-O-A-L, to 243-725. Give what you can. Let's ring up another guest on the All-Pro Roofing phone line. All right, we're stealing a line from PTI. Five good minutes with our man Justin Barney from Channel 4. Uh, and we've got five teams, Jay Barn. Uh, biggest moment in, in, in high school Friday night play from this past week as far as Justin Barney is concerned. Man, how about Mandarin going on the road and winning a third consecutive road game in the uh, Central Florida area? You chew through the an unbeaten team in round one. You chew through the number one seed in round two. And then you got a little playoff redemption in round three against Seminole, the team that beat you last season. So Mandarin certainly road warriors. Bartram Trail had been that going out to the panhandle uh, back-to-back weeks before losing a few holes last week. But Mandarin lives to fight on and play in just the second state semifinal program history against uh, Calvin Ridley's alma mater, Coconut Creek Monarch, on Friday night to see if the Mustangs can keep it going. But what a great story for Toby Bullock yeah. and those Mandarin Mustangs. Are you getting vibes of 2018 all over again in in, uh, in old Mandarin, JB? You know, it, it, it feels a little bit like that because they, they lost in week 11. You know, they finished with a 6-4 and four record. You, you went into the playoffs on a sour note. Uh, and then you just tore through the postseason. Of course, you had Carson Beck back then, Demario Douglas, those guys. And then this year, you lose your Week 11 game. Uh, you have to go on the road a little bit, and uh, bam, they have gotten it done each week. So maybe a little bit of that uh, that reminiscence of 2018. Certainly a great season for a Gateway program. Uh, gateway teams do not often make it this far, so it's uh, good to see that. And the only two teams who have played for state championships have won. That's Range with three titles and Mandarin with the other titles, so a, a chance to keep that dream season going for Toby Bullock and the guys. Justin, St. Augustine's just been cruising along all year. I feel like we've kind of forgotten about them. Nice win against Choctahatchee. Um, now you got Dunbar. What do you know about Dunbar? Yeah, you know, they, they beat Naples in uh, the round last week, and I texted Brian Braddock because the last time St. Augustine played in the state championship all the way back in 07, uh, it was Naples that beat them 17-10, to 10, and uh, mm-hmm. it would have been cool to see Naples coming up to the uh, Hive on Friday night. Uh, for a little bit of redemption there. But um, Dunbar is uh, heading this way. And I it's, I think it's a, a game that St. Augustine should win by 10 points or more. Mm-hmm. Um, Dunbar, a little bit of a surprise to be here this far. But, you know, St. Augustine last week, I think that Choctaw game is exactly what it needed. Kind of needed to get hit in the mouth. And I've said it throughout the postseason. St. Augustine really had not been tested much at all this year. They've just been that good. Uh, the receivers, Lachlan Hewlett at quarterback, the backup quarterback, Dylan Cook. So it was good to see those guys kind of get slugged in the mouth last week and have to respond. 17-7, they were down in that game, and they came roaring back. Uh, had a couple turnovers in that game, not a not a uh, usual sight for them. So it was good to see them play a game like that and overcome it. I think they win this week uh, big, and uh, maybe St. Augustine mainland the following week for the 3S State Championship. I think Brian Braddock's team can bring it home. Justin Barney, Channel 4, joining us on the All-Pro Roofing Hotline. Two other teams, much like St. Aug, JB, that we've kind of almost forgotten about. Bowles and Trinity. Yeah, take them for granted. Perhaps <laughs> subpar regular seasons by those two program standards, and yet here they are back in the Final Four. Which is the bigger surprise for you being here at this moment? 
you know, I think you look at Bowles there, 0-3, they started out, they got drummed in Week 11 by Berkeley Prep, a 42-7 to game, finished the regular season 5-5, and so an un-Bowles-like year, but, you know, every year, Matt Hoagland, whether it was with Conavidra, whether it's been with Bowles, he finds ways to get his guys into the playoffs, deep in the playoffs. He's been to the state semifinals all five seasons as Bowles head coach, so he knows how to get this. The coaching staff he's got is a veteran, uh, a veteran bunch, so they continue to get it done. And this is a little bit of redemption game for a DJ Moore. He had a great game last uh, last week to beat Bishop Moore, but he missed a lot of time last season with a knee injury. He missed the state semifinal game, did not play in that one. So he and Naeem Burroughs will see if they can continue that connection. And Trinity is Trinity. You expect them to be here every year. Upset last season in the regional final by UC, but this is the 17th state semifinal for Coach Verlin Dormany. And uh, I think they do have a good chance to win against Clearwater Central Catholic on Friday night. I, I know Clearwater Central's undefeated, but I would not be surprised to see a Trinity Shamanon Madonna in the uh, state championship game next week. All right, so give us the numbers. We say goodbye. Uh, five go into the weekend. How many come out? I think four. I'm, I'm bullish on uh, on these guys. So I think the uh, bowls goes down, and I think our other four teams win. I think we get Bradford Coco rematch in the final. I think we get San Augustine and uh, Daytona Beach Mainland. I think Manlin, Mandarin is back in there with Christopher Columbus Catholic, the team that played in, in 2018. So I do think we'll get some of those rematches and uh, some of those big games as well. So four or five for me. That's awesome. Thank you, dude. Uh, on short notice, we really appreciate it as always. Take care, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, Justin Barney at Justin Barney TV. You can go to newsforjacks.com slash sports and find all the stuff that he's got cooking. And we, of course, say thanks to I-9 Sports. Log on i9sports.com with our high school half hour. And Gatorade, the proven fuel for high school athletes. Find it at your local Winn-Dixie. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping 1010XL rolling with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. You know, normally I say the embedded and shredded, wow. and I try and you know pump you up, but suck it. Hey, that, Carline, look at what we got going on over fantastic. here, buddy. Fantastic. I mean, wonderful job. I mean, I, that is just you got to compete with that, right? We're not of that. We haven't hit the final number either. Carl. You got to yeah. compete with Get that. Ready. I know it's Wrap it's up your big boy pants. I tell you, I have every faith in the listeners that they'll continue to deliver for us as we embark on another exciting Frangie show. And I mean, that is just so. That is just awesome. It's awesome. I mean, We're, that's the first time I've seen the board today. Yeah, that is awesome. So right now we do not have the two to three hour total, but. We're at 186, 181, and two of our regulars, Coach Campo has come in with his 10-10 stamp, okay, okay. $1,010, to what led Mark Carnival to go, Coach did it, I'm doing it too, about another that? one of our regs. That's and great. So they, uh, they will add to that total. Uh, small Cakes with $3,000 this, oh, wow. yeah, this hour. So we got so much. Thanks to everybody. So you guys obviously will keep it going. We will do our best, certainly, and uh, it's it's the best day of the year, you know, mm-hmm. at the radio station. Will there and be more dollars raised by the Frangie Show or more defections from Billy Napier's? Ooh, uh, wow. Uh, he went there, Matt Hayes. How about that? Right out of the we gate. actually were pretty good. Uh, well, they- I mean, Cam Jackson's coming back, so you got to be <laughs> yeah. excited about that, right? Uh, I just got um, such a kick out of some of the folks on the text line that are like, man, you guys aren't talking about sports today, and I'm thinking you're a Gator fan. You don't want us talking about sports today. <laughs> right, yeah. And we so, do one day where we don't talk about sports. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we'll see what the what continues the, the revolving door that's the Florida roster. I don't think they've lost anybody yet of significance. Max Brown wasn't going to play. Kamari Wilson, I mean, he wasn't on. Remember when – 
Napier after the Charlotte game was like, yeah, he's not on the travel roster. It's a home game! <laughs> and it's a non-conference game. You can start anybody that you want. So obviously, he just has been you know out of the picture now for months. But and, he was uh, a big recruit. He was a big recruit that just un- unfortunately never worked out, but uh, at least in Florida. And uh, so I don't IMG think they've fiber. lost anybody yet, unless there's something that just happened. But yeah. to my knowledge, they haven't lost anybody yet that yeah. is significant. Um, but we'll see. The yeah. day is still young. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Hayes. We will <laughs> yes. be listening. All that and more coming up on the Frangie Show. And thank you so much to all of our listeners for their incredible generosity. This is a fantastic charity. And uh, it's certainly our privilege to get a chance to help them out. Yeah, it's the truth. Well said. Because, you know, Hayes, it's like so many others. We have seen Tom Coughlin. Uh, up close and personal uh, with this charity. Uh, All right, let's make that our takeaway. Now, today's takeaways, brought to you by Key Buick GMC, where our family dealership has been helping families buy vehicles for over 50 years. Uh, My takeaway is I love this day. It's an awesome day, and I love you guys out there for supporting Tom Coughlin and the J-Fund. It's fantastic. Kudos to all you. Tom Champion, if you're listening in the building, now is the time to come running in and let us know. Has XL Primetime gone over to... Oh, I see him. He just went by. Are we over 200K, Tom? Stand by for updates. We will find out. But listen, the takeaway, honestly, is uh, the generosity, the giving, the support, the um, awareness of what's going on to help the community as much as you do. we love you. There's no question about it. Thanks, thanks, thanks uh, to all of our XL Primetime family, our Nooners out there. Uh, we're going to send it off to the Frangie Show, and we will have that total. But I can pretty much say with authority that we're going to knock down that 200K barrier on our way to a quarter of a million with the Frangie Show, Into the Night with Rick Ballou, and Hacker After Dark all the way. We're going through Hacker. Yeah, Last yeah, year we didn't. Yeah. This year we are going until 10 p.m., folks. Hacker's like, uh, well, that's, that's how it's got to be, man. So that's what we're going to do. The heck it's with XL, interviews, man. It's XL Prime Time.